It's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Smoking. smoking, smoking. When I wake up every morning as I'm getting up, I hit it up. Now I'm fitted up. That's right. Pour the cup. Roll up. It is time. Time again for that amazing 7 a.m. shot of what the hell did I just listen to? That's right. Coffee and Chronic here with Phoenix and, of course, the lovely Hempers. Emily M. That's Good morning, right. everybody. And as we know... This is a new live son of a bitch. It is very much a new live son of a bitch. And don't forget, we like that value for value because we are a value for value podcast. So whatever value you get from listening to our wonderful voices, us yentas yakin in the morning, you can contribute it back to us with your time, your talent, or your treasure. You can join us at lotuseffect.chat. You can also listen live, lotuseffect.stream, or you can listen on the no agenda stream because, you know, we big ballin', shot calling, rolling on them 20-inch blades this morning, and, uh... It's the rooster booster. <laughs> Pour a cup and roll up. Let's do it. That's right. You heard the Hempress. Let's do it. Boost us. Tell us how much you love us. Send us your Fiat Fun coupons. Just basically be there, be present, get all up in this. And speaking of getting all up in this, we are continuing with the story of Kathy O'Brien and the horrible atrocities that this woman survived at the hands of people like... Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton, George Bush. Yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. We're naming names. And we're going to talk about how they did it. Gerald Ford. So I heard you, Miss Hempress, actually read the book on this. I did. The the Transformation of America. I went to the archive website and, you know, virtually checked it out. And read it on my week of uh, recentering in nature. Uh, and the book has more information and more details than the documentary provides. Oh, perfect. Um, however, it's like 244 pages. It's super readable. It's, you know, she's a, it's written in almost a dialogue. It's, reads very much as almost like a testimony or like this would have been how the conversation should have played out. Well, she did Senate. give, she did give testimony yeah. to Congress. Did she not? Yes, she did. So that's, it very much reads like a testimony or a witness statement or a, a, a anybody who's done paperwork with the courts, um, your victim impact statement that has to be done it read as a victim impact statement, a 244-page, like, uh, so it was, I found it beneficial, um, but again, her documentary covers a lot of it, and it gives you enough information to know that the book is going to be a little bit heavier. Yeah. Like, we have graphic descriptions in the book. Really? Yes. One oh time, my. 
ones my hyperlexia saved me from. Um, but it gets very, very uh, graphic in detail of what these people did or she was trained to do for these people. Um, and it, it's it's a good follow-up. Our people would do good to read the book, and we'll include it in the show notes. Do you know if it's available on Audible? Because I will totally scoop that bitch up. Um, it might be, but then again, it might not be, because it was, like, privately published and printed. Oh, got you. Well, I, I get the... I. I get the impression that this thing will end up going mainstream pub sooner than later because people are hungry. They want the information that's out there. Well, and it's not only do people want the information, like Kathy has told us, this is multi-generational trauma. And the thing that happens when, <laughs> when we evolve from back to being monkeys into cavemen into agrarians into nomadic tribal people into suburbs and sky rises that evolutionarily period like that process when the everything is good you have time to sit and look around and pontificate you have time to sit and look around and be like man i only snatched up my kids Cause my mama snatched me up. Cause her mama snatched her up. Cause her mama snatched her up. Cause if she didn't snatch her up, then people would have died. Right? Like we raised our children and the corrective behaviors, though, like the smacking them for hot, touching a hot stove. That's because like you could die. You, your injuries could be so great. You will cost you your life. I will inflict temporary harm upon you to preserve your being, right? So <clears throat> now we have more generations, more time to sit around and look. This gentle parenting, the whatever it is that all of us millennials, some Gen X and seemingly nobody else is doing. <laughs> Are you talking uh, about the shit where you're trying to be your kid's friend instead of their parent? No, the gentle parenting is understanding that communicating to the child is more beneficial to the child than physical reprimands and Agreed. ordering them around. Yeah, unfortunately. Right? So it's kind of my my generation really was not big on that for, you know, not I mean, not making excuses, just saying like listen, my, my generation was definitely the whoop your ass generation that came oh, for from sure. the one before. Because for several reasons that's just how it was. Um, Y'all were the last generation that fought each other. Y'all were the last generation told to go get a damn switch. And nobody, no, no teacher was going to ask about your welts on your leg or your arm or you come in with a fucking black eye. And be like, ah, you were probably fighting each other or said something wrong to your daddy. Yeah, your mama I'm gotcha. <laughs> you know, like you got the wooden spoon generation. Come on now. That just made sense. Well, and uh, also the generation was that... was in arm's reach. The generation Kathy came up in 
um, she is roughly between my mom and she's, my dad's age. Yeah, so yeah, I understand the generation in which she was brought She was up. raised by people who were, who survived the depression. You think those people were not above hitting a kid or thinking that because as a child they survive such hard and like just shitty circumstances that now that I have my own child, person raised in the depression, you're going to try to be soft? No, those people got fucked up by their parents. Yeah, they did. Like, those were the just wildly make people hard. We do not, we cannot afford to grow into another depression. We cannot afford to have weak people. So, unfortunately... Kathy's generation that were raised by the Depression era people that, I mean, they had it rough. And it's just been a ca cascading amount of trickle-down drama from there. And that's assuming that there has been no bad guy intervention. There has, that is assuming that nobody diddles children in the family. There, that's assuming there's no alcoholism. That's just assuming your parents were hard on you, so you understood hard, so you could succeed while everybody else is whining about the warm-up. Oh, right? yeah, like 100%. Were, you were built to, to be successful. I have given you all of the good that I have to give you. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. And if you do fuck it up, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, <clears throat> I'm not it's for I, I'm not for beating children or whatever, but I do think yeah. that a little tap on the butt just as kind I mean not like coming way An back attention here. Getter. Yeah, just a little yeah. attention getter that gets kind of snaps their little brains out of the current fuck up mode that they're in and kind of gives them a little gentle reset like, "Oh, wait a minute." I've officially pissed mom and dad off to the point where I've crossed the line where they need to get my attention because nothing else is working. Right. And unfortunately, I'm so wrapped up in la la land. Let me come back to reality. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of parents take it to a level that it definitely does not to be at. I mean, we've talked about the shit that we went through growing up, the discipline and whatnot. So, I mean, believe me, I'm I'm not advocating for it. But also there is that aspect where there's a lot of these kids who, like you said, you know, they go through the gentle parenting where we're not yeah. being spanked. We're not having physical discipline. We get a timeout. Those are the kids that you have with fucking weapons at school, wiping out the fucking classrooms because they're maladjusted. Not all, not all. But and I really think that if you look at all the, and mind you, this is literally the trickle just, down one. Yeah. It is a major that is down. how they're supposed to be. <clears throat> if we look at specifically El Colombino, the Colorado boys, like what's in Colorado? Nothing but fed shit. Nothing. Nothing but fed shit. You're either part of the local government, the local law enforcement, military, everybody but the navies in fucking Colorado. And then you have all the government agencies doing the weather research and whatever else they do in Colorado. 
right? So, and their people didn't just move from Southern California to go to Colorado. No, they're probably generationally there. Their daddy didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to join the military. No, his people probably were military people. You follow, like, your autogenic responses are not only bad mind control. It is the fact that doctors run in families, mechanics run in families, artists run in families. The the things that we do change our DNA. We have skills. If you're a video gamer, you're constantly unlocking skills. And the, I mean, I don't support geriatric pregnancy because eggs go bad at a certain point. But if we look at it, that kind of makes sense as to why the age of women having children has gone further, where like the average age of first time motherhood is like 30 now, which I think from an autogenic response viewpoint makes sense. That's kind of smart because if we're by 30, we should have undone most of our childhood traumas or acknowledged them. We should have grown as a person. We should have our health under control or at least radically accept that this is it, you know. Um, We should have broken some generational curses. So from an autogenic viewpoint, waiting until you're 30 to start popping out kids, start mixing some baby batter, those are your best ingredients. If you're already doing pretty good, your your genetic code has written itself, has uh, realigned itself to a point where now you you're producing something that's not brainwashable, that's not just following the programming that you radically accepted yourself. Well, it's it's funny that you describe it as uh, programming and <clears throat> brainwashing because the first clip I've brought in for this morning is talking about one of the ways that even to current day, these nefarious motherfuckers are trying to control and exploit our children. They were enhancing the harmonics in the music to actually affect the neuron pathways in the brain in directions that they wanted, and then using specific lyrics to drive in a message. And they're still doing that shit today with the music that is being produced. And it's disgusting. We really need to be very careful with what we're allowing our children to listen to and being mindful of the MK Ultra and mind control that is being layered into the harmonics of this music. It is mostly the harmonics that have been changed that, for me, bothers me the most. Because, like, music sounds like music. And you know when it's just profitable noise. And, like, I don't know how other to explain it, but when you listen to actual non-adulterated music, it's there's a soul in it. There's something to it. And, unfortunately, these babies, like, that's all they know. 
I have a harebrained idea that that's why a lot of us just stick with the old music. That pre-2010, like we couldn't, the shit we've been listening to since junior high for the millennials, because it was, maybe we're programmed to that frequency or harmonics or whatever. Right. Um, But that was like, quote unquote, real music. That wasn't profitable noise, to me at least. And then they just get blatantly disrespectful with it coming like 2016 and on. It's all bleh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with that. And uh, a couple of more clips that I brought in on this really speaks a lot to the fact of what they're doing with the music. Harmonics were added to their music to make them even more popular. These little children who had been horribly abused were programmed and harmonically tuned. And then the messages were programmed in, which would deliberately affect the social engineering of a generation or however many people they could affect. And weaponized sound waves known as harmonics. So I think it was important to let people know just exactly what harmonics were. That's why I added that little kick clip at the end, because if you don't know what they are, that explains it in such a black and white way. They are weaponized sound waves that can elicit a certain response and deliver messaging subliminally into your brain. So the music your children are listening to ultimately it is majorly dripping with the MK Ultra and the mind control that our government is attempting to initiate, has been attempting to initiate since way back before you or I were even realizing the nefarious things that were going on. And uh, th- this um, this really speaks to part of the biggest problem we're dealing with with how these harmonics are harming our children. The effects that harmonics have on the RNA covering of neuropathways is highly effective in creating undetected mind control. It's said right there. It's simple right there. They're destroying the RNA pathways. So it's interesting. I The connection that I made when I took that clip was one of curiosity of where else have we heard RNA lately? Hmm. Could it be the mRNA of the vaccine that they're insisting doesn't have any meta, uh, metal particles in it? It's safe and effective. Yeah, safe for who and effective at what is all I'm saying on that. So, Well, and your RNA ribonucleic acid. Yeah. It's the main messenger, the main data store for your cells. Exactly. And if the, it's the little hard drive in there. Yeah. And ultimately what they're trying to do is corrupt that hard drive. And in my crackhead opinion, this is all satire. Don't come for me, fed boys. The fact that this... Uh, <laughs> The practice of mind control works so well when done properly that 
They cannot wait until everybody, everybody is all. Whether you got an ace score of seven or more, or you have fucking leave it to beaver life, we gonna fuck you up. And to do it on a cellular level is the only way to ensure on a genetic level that that's the only way to ensure that your outcome happens. It's like 21st century eugenics. Oh, completely. Absolutely. And, you know, weirdo in the chat said not just corrupt, but slave the drive into replicating their own code, not your original code. Yeah, that's exactly what this vaccine, finger quotes, is essentially doing. It's rewriting your damn genetics and they're rewriting it to the way they want it to be. The fact... I will always be proud of myself for this. I will never apologize. When I worked at Wawa and the vaccine mandate came out and then they financially incentivized it, I told with my whole chest, any breeding aged woman, do not do this because your children you will make are not 100% yours anymore after this the mrna affects your genetic code you are no longer you after this yep that's what we have that's what all of us know agenda people have been screaming at the top of our lungs to those who are in the back who haven't heard it yet stop doing this shit because all you're doing is literally making yourself controllable even more so by the government i know people think oh you're just a conspiracy theorist you know you think that this is going to change your dna you think that they're going to control you through, through some kind of mind shit yeah i fucking do <laughs> and so do a, a majority lot of, of y'all don't have the mental fucking fortitude to override your own shitty genetics and your own shittiness to be a decent Right? Like, that's already hard enough. (laughs) Tiny houses. But that free donut, though. Yeah. And sadly, she's not wrong. That's a lot of mofos out there when this all went down was, oh, I want my free fries and burger. Oh, I want my free pint of Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. It was kind of like And at what cost? Like, You just made the list of the places that would give you free shit and went and collected. And that's the problem. If this fucking vaccine, and I, I did not mean to get off on vaccine, uh, disinformation if you will but how is it if this vaccine was so great and it works so well and oh we just have to get it into everybody because it works so well and because we want to get rid of covid no 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 you don't do that by offering free shit okay to everybody if you truly believe this thing works that should have happened in the 70s when they started to do childhood inoculations across the board and mandate them and schedule them, this is the first big everybody new vaccine the, the masses have experienced. The only people who have had any sort of knowledge or interaction with vaccines since they've left high school are parents. What fucking grown up do you know? Go find me a random person in Target without a child and ask them if they know what the vaccine schedule for a kid is before kindergarten. They'll be like, there's a schedule? How many what? Yep. Nobody knows. 
it's a silent it's a silent majority that's just been taking the fucking bait and getting yanked out of the river. And and it's interesting Nobody because I have stopped f- to question this back then. Yeah. Exactly. I have a friend whose son is now Ooh Lord. Probably late twenties, early thirties, I can't remember exactly. <clears throat> but um he was doing fine with him. and mind you, I wanna say this before anything. Okay. Uh I'm not an anti vaxxer. However, what I will say on that is more and more people are coming forward and making the connection that before my child got the hepatitis vaccine, their progress was normal. They were growing and developing mentally normally. Then they got this vaccine and now I have an autistic child. More and more and more of this is happening. So slide into bad guy brain, everybody. It's going to be a bumpy fucking ride because this gets dark quick. Um, the hepatitis vaccine, hepatitis to my knowledge, is a sexually transmitted disease, that kind anyway. Um, and if we give it to children, why? Why would we want to protect children from a sexually transmitted disease? And then also, if a happy byproduct... Is it fries their brains and turns them into tists? Those ones, they're pretty malleable when they become grown-ups. They're pretty empty vessels. And that's exactly what they want. And That's their ultimate goal. Yeah, and as we're in that same bad guy brain, next door down, um, that guy's my age, and everybody after me, just gets more artistic and more artistic the further you go. That is the truth. So, in my bad guy brain, next door down, if we just tell these people, these babies, these brand new human beings, you just spent nine months building yourself. Yeah. Uh, that perfect little thing that all you got to do is feed and keep warm. Um. We got to put a bunch of stuff in it because some old guy, lady, science says, let's just jab them up. But if we break it, it's years. And in the bad guy brain, knowing that all of this shit comes from fucking Heinrich Himmler and goddamn Mengele. Oh, yeah, we talked about it. Wouldn't that just be... The icing on the shit cupcake is we break your children. We tell you it's okay. We tell you that's fine. We give you that burden. And I'm not saying anything bad. All of God's children are wonderful. Every parent does the best that they can for as long as they can. But everybody's got limits. And in that, you have to work. You have to pay taxes. You... It's so disgusting when you sit in your bad guy brain and you think about it. But it's quite obvious that if we break them medically, then any outside intervention is a bonus. That's just extra credit. So our genes 
that make the little baby grow it ourselves for nine months are already scratched and dented. And then our perfect little bean comes out. They put a bunch of stuff in it. You get what you get. And for the last hundred years, we've just been saying thank you. It's so great. Infant mortality hasn't changed at all, but it's fine. No, no questions. Blame the Tylenol. Yeah, exactly. Because we said that you can't sue us for this because we knew that it was fucked up. It, and that's that's one of the things that you have to love. And I I mean, loathe <laughs> uh, about these drug companies is that they're consistently doing this with the up oh, wasn't me. Hands off. Nobody saw me do it up. Oh, nope, can't touch me. Right. This indemnity that they have is disgusting and it needs to stop. And also, I mean, you have a child who's, you know, subsequently younger than my own. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I really don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. What what do you do if you're like, look, I'm not getting my child vaccinated. Fuck that. What oh, can you I, do? I actually lucked out and I had a really good pediatrician. To be clear, I did not luck out. I went and I sought the best pediatrician that my shitty insurance would cover. And then I looked up his, I looked him up. This man has seven adoptive children. He lives an interesting life. He seems well-rounded. Let me talk to him. I got what I got because of my due diligence. We'll call it luck. Um, And I had a conversation with him. And my pregnant ass read Jenny McCarthy's baby books and anybody who hasn't heard about them they're hilarious they're fucking hilarious they're the best most accurate representation of pregnancy you will ever get in your life but with that she's a person who believes that vaccines are damaging and there's a little bit of that in it and that led me to go read the same paperwork that kennedy was presented that same stack of paperwork that kennedy read my bitch ass read I read it all. I couldn't stop fucking reading. And all I could do was sit around and look around at my peer group and everybody younger than me and everybody older than us and be like, what the figgity fuck changed? What happened? Where'd it go wrong? And that's me becoming a parent. That was my red pill, I guess. That was my, you can't be a fuck up anymore. What happened to me happened to me. But I have to be responsible for everything after this. Like, yeah, you have another human that you're responsible for making sure makes to 18 and doesn't end up as a complete fucking exactly. shit bag. And also knowing my shit's all scratched and dented. It's going to be hard. You dumbass. You shouldn't have done this. You should have waited. But you didn't. So here you are. Get your shit together. You have got nine months. <laughs> so, but. And I respect the shit out of you for the fact that you had that aha moment like, oh, fuck, I'm about to bring another living, screaming, shitting, pissing creature into the world. Maybe I might not want to fuck this one up like my parents fucked me up. Yeah, the the pediatrician I had, our conversation went as such. I am uncomfortable accepting the fact that this perfect thing that I just grew for nine months needs outside intervention to be protected from sexually transmitted diseases. I will no. I will lock my daughter in a tower before that happens. So we don't need that one. We don't there's 
it didn't make sense to me. And I just told my t- pediatrician that. I said, I have concerns because at the end of the day, bro, I'm stuck with it. I already accepted. I'm stuck 18 years. Doo, doo, doo. I didn't accept hard, extra hard level. No, thank you. I know my limits. No, and, and there's not a fucking thing that they're going to do <laughs> was, for you if their vaccine right. fucks your kid up. It's going to be, and oh, that, sucks I, to be you. Sorry for you. And that was just the 23-year-old me having a conversation with a medical professional. I am solely responsible. I want to do this in the less harmful way possible. I want to be able to know if something goes wrong, what exactly it was, and how to reverse it, how to fix it, what to go for, like how we move forward. I want to be able to stop it if anything happens, as soon as possible, or notice. That was my thing. Absolutely. And so what what we did was staggered. I did one every six weeks. We did um, any of the combos. Those were done eight weeks. So we did a six-week, two-week, and then another, an additional six weeks, right? So, I, and that was just what him and I discussed and came up with. And the only one that really bugged me was the measles, mumps, and rubella one, because that is the quote-unquote newest, like on the timeline of vaccines, that's the newest combination. So there's a smaller test group, or I guess control group out in the wild, of what the effects of that are. And everybody's been screeching from the rooftops. It's fine. It's not that one. You guys are just nutters. And we know that the reason why they tell us this shit is bullshit, because it probably is true. And the more we believe it's bullshit, the longer it'll take us to figure it out. Don't look over there. That's that's our favorite move. It's definitely not the thing it is. Yeah, exactly. I I agree 100%. And I like the way that you staggered them. That way, if there was going to be a reaction, you would know precisely what that reaction was to and it not be a great big clusterfuck going, well, was it the MMR? Was Was it it the pox? And and what the fuck? Was it any of these five? Because they just just fucking give them like five or six at a time. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's wild. They only have to have all of them done by the time they go to public school. If they go to public school. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, you got We've been all talking about homeschool your children. Do not turn these wonderful little angels who you have created into these mindless, soulless, cookie-cutter robots that the public school wants them to be. If you can, put that effort in. Be present with your child. Homeschool also- that little bundle of joy so that you don't have to pump it through full of this big pharma for shit that I'm sorry, a five-year-old should not need a fucking STD thing. You're not going to be sexually active, you know, at five years old, or at least you shouldn't be. And if you are, um, that's called rape and we need to get you some help. I mean, I'm just being real. Yeah. And that's the, in the hallways of my bad guy brain, Mengele is cackling. Like this is exactly, it's one, wunderbar. Like, this is just, why? Exactly. And the Gardasil thing that they've been pushing, 
for the HPV. Oh, that makes me so mad. They want to give that to boys, too. That My my pediatrician was like, they, oh, so we're going to set your boys up with this HPV vax. I said, the hell you are? They're carriers. Like, so I told my brothers, the conversations I had with my brothers was like, listen, bros, if you're rapping it like you're supposed to, you ain't going to get it. That's, that's a, exactly. You only get that from contact. That is, has if you, been. If you with yeah. a lady and it's a little lumpy, you should probably go. You should probably go. That's definitely not ingrown hairs from shaving. You should go. Go. Get. Real talk. Real talk. People like, thought I was nuts when my kids turned 18. I handed them a box of condoms. I said, look, I'm going to be real with you two. I said, I sent look. my brother to basic training with an emergency <laughs> condom and a picture frame. Well, that's the thing. It's like, look, I cannot always be there to advise you, you not, not to stick stupid. your dick somewhere it doesn't yeah. need to be. So at the very least... All I can do is equip you. Yeah. Here's your raincoat. I've, 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 I've told hit. you I would, you know, prefer you not to be sexually active before you're married. I'm not trying to be that whole, you know, 1950s person. But there's shit out there that can make your dick fall off. It can kill you. It can, and... down the line, harm future children you want to have. Like, dude, it's not that hard. Here's like a 20-pack of rubbers. If I cannot convince you not to do this, then I'm going to ask you to be careful if you do do but it. Then the more darker question is why so many people got it if it's a std and if the so it can it can lay, it can lie dormant in your immune system for 10 20 30 years you just get a really bad flu and get run down and whip activates it like it's i don't know it's another std the children shouldn't have to worry themselves about but we do because people are fucking disgusted <laughs> yes they are i agree and and i don't yeah i mean the chat is talking about um prevnar and prep for v and shit and i'm not trying to shit on like the lgbt community and i actually it's funny uh i have but that's a another one where that was uh, only able to get such a hold in that community because everybody was doing freaking amphetamines. Their brains wasn't working right. <laughs> they weren't wrapping anything. And they're putting their whole, they're putting their parts in places for weeks on end. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's interesting because I actually have a clip that's very relevant to this. At Bohemian Grove, the politicians would sit around and talk about the different ways that they were going to be implementing the new world order, different traumas that were going to be in, unleashed on society. One discussion that was just really horrific was using AIDS as a means of population control and introducing that in. Hello, Dr. Fauci. Now we're talking about the thing we've all known for how long that AIDS was fucking created by the government as population control. And we know that there's a gigantic LGBTQ plus community out there, even way the fuck back, that was, you know, not using protection, not being cautious. And I'm not saying it's just the gays and whatnot. You've got the drug users sharing needles too. I'm not leaving them out of the mix. But, but why are they drug addicts? 
nobody wakes up one day and says, I'm going to be a drug addict. Yeah, no. After having Th- to be a life. Right. <laughs> uh, someone in my bad guy brain just said, uh, the sexual deviancy isn't allowed to be your own. You're only allowed to do that for our wants and needs. Exactly. So that might be why that community is targeted because, I mean... Kind of like we tried and failed. We 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 tried to give them all AIDS and it didn't work. Well, no, it would be more of a you're supposed to be a sex slave. Yes, yes, not of your own pea brain LGBT. That's no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Get the fucking fuck to a brothel. Get in my office. Where's your handler at? Yep. Right, like that's. That's the brain that they need to meet their needs. And it's out here in a flesh suit doing gimp shit at a pride parade. Yep. Like, I would want to eradicate that myself. Like, that's not your purpose. You, you're no. Sorry. There's no, there's I, no freedom in this. I don't brothel. have an issue with people who want to share their life in their bedroom with a person of the same gender. I'm not going to be hateful. I don't either, babe. I'm just it. talking about sexual deviance. Yes, and you're not supposed to be a free sexual that, deviant. You're supposed to be changed yeah. up in a t- torture basement, willingly participating in the upper crusts deviant meet my needs so I can keep governing y'all. Right? Like you're kind of a free sex slave. We can't have that. Right. Don't really care who you sleep with. You're either actively choosing to be a sex slave, right? Or you're choosing to break your brainwashing and be a normal person. Exactly. And and speaking of... Heteronormative. (coughs) Speaking of brainwashing, another way that they managed to do this was undetected even. Since the inception of these experiments, what was learned has been implemented through the use of sophisticated equipment. The advancements made have offered the ability to track states of consciousness and alter it electronically and remotely, allowing for silent mind control to take place on a mass scale and go completely undetected. Yeah, that's some scary shit right there that... Uh, again, you know, circling back to the harmonics, you don't even realize that this shit is being put into your mind. You're just digging well, the beat. And the, uh, what is the, the uh, Havana syndrome? Oh, yeah. The one where the people get sick at the, that's harmonics. Oh, big time. That, what is it? The shit cannon or shit ray from some dumb movie where you point it at somebody and they shut themselves. That's harmonics. Like that's it's energy frequency. I have not heard that one. I it's a it was a movie. I couldn't tell you what movie or a TV show. I don't know. I mean, I've heard of Havana Syndrome, but I I am not familiar with this particular program. It's the Brown Note. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, is what I was thinking of. Um, but uh, but yeah, Havana. It's a it's almost like a full body vertigo. Like you're really disoriented. You get, like, physically uncomfortable, um, and it happens at one of the uh, government offices in Cuba. So, 
Oh, I can see why they wouldn't want us to be comfortable being there. I get it, man. We shouldn't be there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, completely. And you know, this this one got me. So for all parents out there, uh, this next set of clips that we're going to play is definitely a very, very big interest because we have a very nefarious entity in our country that is spreading like a cancer, has been for years, and we continue to feed this cancer for it to grow. Disneyland opened during the same year that Project Paperclip scientist Werner Ron Braun worked as a technical director on Disney TV shows about space. You heard that right. A Nazi working on television programs. What could possibly go wrong? The different places that were involved in MKUltra, one was Disney. Oh, there you go. That's right. We said it. Disney plus MKUltra equals you're spending thousands of dollars for your little precious cherub to go see the six foot fucking rat that is trying to sex traffic your child. They have very sophisticated setup in the the underground or the underworld of Disney World where um, mind control programming occurs. Mmm, y'all thought I was just being, uh, you know, melodramatic here, didn't you? Transcripts document the close relationship between Walt Disney and FBI director Edgar Hoover as they correspond about how to bring the FBI's influence into children's TV shows such as the Mickey Mouse Club. Now, what the fuck the government need with having their influence on children's television programs? Hmm, I wonder. The correlation between Disney child stars and drug addiction, crime, mental breakdowns, and dissociative behavior are merely products of the victimization they endured while being subject to Hollywood's elite producers and handlers. Hmm, casting couch, anyone? We have just... One more to go with this wonderful treasure trove of why you should never, ever, ever let your children watch Disney movies or bring them to see the six foot fucking rat. These child stars, as well as the children viewing these programs, have been groomed and desensitized by sexual behavior. There you have it, folks. You wonder why we have such a horrible sex trafficking problem of young children in our country? It's the happiest place on earth. If you're a pedophile. We have, what, like, what are they at? Their 100th year anniversary or 150th or some dumb shit? Some shit like that. Like, and... I can proudly tell you I've never been to see the six-foot fucking mouse. I've never brought my children to see the six-foot fucking mouse. And anyone I know that's thinking about bringing their child to see the six-foot fucking mouse will definitely be directed to Kathy O'Brien's documentary and the things that she talks about with what they are up to there. I only gave you a small snippet. I didn't want you to lose your breakfast this morning. The Even the most, like, sheltered... Under a rock, non-technological, non-plugged-in, probably religious kids out there, like the safe, safe content was and always has been Disney. But it's and not. got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's not. You motherfuckers, the, they got you. They do. The MK Ultra, the mind control, every damn part of it. And wasn't there slight tangent wasn't there like some 
admission from the animators of back in the day. Like, yeah, we did that kind of stuff because fuck it. It's you're sitting there drawing for hours and days and weeks and these projects go on forever and we just got to do something to, to entertain ourselves. Are you talking about the hidden ha-ha. penises and the little mermaid and shit like that? M- more yeah, the 90s movies. Yeah. Yeah, the big controversy was, over that I remember. And so that's I remember vaguely it being brushed off as animators being bored and no big deal. However, how fucking ever Look at my millennials. Take a good look at us. We are the most traumatized generation since the 1920s. Every, everything since we were born has been on fire. It has always been ending. Our parents have always been struggling. There has always been this eat or be eaten and... All of us grew up on Disney. So even if we didn't have uncles who get touchy-feely, cousins who pin us down, like none of that stuff, you're watching Disney. And then we wonder why we're so suggestible and more gay than ever. Oh, absolutely. And look at all the Disney stars that... confused. Look at all the Disney stars who have gone on to do shit like Britney Spears, um... Oh God! That what the? Its, there's oh. another one that recently offed himself. The the most famous one about what's really going on was Corey Haim. I know. Yeah the the child stars, man, on a weird level, those are my people. They are the only people on the planet who understand on a trauma level the gruelingness of some of this shit. Like they're the only ones who know what it's like to be on set for 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Nobody really caring if you're doing schoolwork. Your parents are just cashing checks. They're the only ones, to me, that I could feel like y'all were in the trench next door. So when I see them processed in the way that they do, I myself, girl, it was messy. If I had people following me around taking pictures, and if I was on a pedestal, girl, I don't know. It would have been messy. But those they are... They're like, man, uh, the con- I wouldn't say the control group, but like they're test group A. If we follow everything, if we keep them physically awake, if we keep them splitting themselves into characters, if we keep them traumatized by money, if we sneak in a creepy producer, if we get all these things together perfectly, we got them. Like this is, that was... The child stars. That's like a mm, test batch, I guess. And this shit, look, in Hollywood, this shit has been going on longer than Disney. It's like Shirley Temple. I was just going to say Shirley Temple. Shirley, for sure. There's, that's its own rabbit hole. Oh, God. But yeah, the, that's when it starts is 30s, 20s. Yeah, something like that. Right as we got out of the Depression. Yep. Uh, once everybody started getting their feet again. And to some extent, if you get out of something like that, you're going to want to go wild. You're going to want to party a little bit. You're going to want to celebrate surviving. How we ended up celebrating surviving by creating a bunch of baby diddlers never makes sense to me. 
Um, but that's kind of, they just went for it. And there wasn't anybody to stop them. Sadly, nobody, right. Yeah, nobody had movies. Nobody had production houses. Nobody had this shit. So if you're the first one to start it, you set the tone. Exactly. You set the, that's what it is. No, I, I agree completely. Okay, so ultimately, the same year that Disneyland opened is the same year that the Mickey Mouse Club was born. Started? Yes. Yeah. So being 55, this does not surprise whatsoever with all of what was going on behind the scenes with how can we... I mean, this this, this was truly the the most unholy handshake, if you will, with Disney... Mm-hmm getting into the whole indoctrinating children and yeah I, I mean Britney Spears is a fantastic example of the damage that Mickey Mouse Club does she started there and, and then she's showing her pussy to everybody like seriously there are Disney kids who didn't get broken um there's actually one oh my god why am I Allison Stoner she was a Disney kid. She has a podcast. She talks about how being a child star is traumatizing and right. fucks your brain up. And if you don't actively choose to heal yourself, you're going to be broken and dead. And that's the case. That that right there. Say it again for those in the back. If you do not choose to fix yourself, you will remain broken. That is something that is – that's – it doesn't matter if you're a Disney kid or not. If you're broken, no, yeah. if you choose to stay broken, you don't have to stay broken. There are ways to fix yourself, but you have to take that first step and be willing to take that long, hard look in the mirror and realize, hey, I'm pretty scratched and dented, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we can buff a couple of scratches and dents out. I'm still I'm still good for you. Salvageable. <laughs> That's right. I'm still viable. But I'll tell you what, this next part we're going to talk about is absolutely mind-blowing. Now, I watched a movie. I can't remember. Jesus, it was back with my dad. So we're probably going easily back like 30 years from when I watched this movie. And it was about people being, like humans being hunted for sport. Um, Like these rich assholes would go out. They would, <clears throat> this. They, they belonged to this club. And you had people who were down on their luck. You had bums. You had just all these people who society oh, like the kids or have these squid rich games now, huh? Like how the kids have squid games now. Yes, actually, yeah. I only just recently but like saw a fox hunt. Fancy gentlemanly. Yes, <sighs> yes. Yeah. This, but this shit's real, and Kathy talks about it. The most dangerous game of human hunting. No matter what the weather, you know, I didn't have any any clothes and was turned loose in a woods and then literally hunted by men with guns and never knowing whether or not I would actually be shot. And you're not going to ever guess who was also being hunted. They use hunting dogs to, to track, which was really, really traumatic. And of course, it was it was kind of designed to where there's no place to run, no place to hide, because there was no way to get away from them. And it was at one of those human hunting places that I saw George Bush Jr. hunted just as I was. And 
his his own father and Dick Cheney were a part of extreme trauma base for him because they were creating a Manchurian candidate who would become president. That just makes so much sense of how that dumb little fuck got into the presidency, but it does not surprise me. And, you know, Pfeiffer said it. There it is. Yeah, the... I've always had a little soft spot for GW. Little Phil Yeah, idiot. the soft spot is in his head, honey. Well, and that's kind of the thing, is I, I looked at him, and I said, you don't want to do this. Your daddy's making you do it. Because that's why he had you, was to do this. It was supposed to be your brother Jeb, but he's Florida, man. Well, let's just leave him there. Your daddy's completely namesake. And that's... I guess that's like a fucked up trauma association for me is like, I think that the people who name the people they make after themselves, y'all trying for some immortality shit. And the person in front of me shouldn't exist after you don't. But the thing is, see something worth keeping going. And the, and, and the, and the thing is that he was perfect to be manipulated because he had that mindset. I would imagine that he was being groomed from a very early age that this new world order, he was going to be an integral part of it. We've been talking about how your vote does not matter and how they're going to do what they're going to do no matter what you do. This is a prime example of how your vote don't matter because they were going to put his ass in the White House. That was their intention. Did not matter. So much worse, guys. So we all know Biden ain't running the shit. He ain't the one in the office making the phone calls and doing the things. Nope. But neither was GW. Neither was Obama. He wasn't. So who the... Okay, no, it's definitely this new world order. Here we all go. Here is the proof laid out before thine eyes through the ears this morning at 8.04 a.m. on Monday, November 27th. It's... It right in front of our goddamn faces. You bred to have this Manchurian candidate. You let us know about the new world order. You put in your little drone boy. And everybody after that has been a plant. Precisely. Except for the one time the simulation got fucked up. Trump. By the majority. Yeah. Yep. And that... And again, that's another reason why I say they are fighting with everything that they've got to try to make it where he cannot run for 2024 because he was the fucking monkey wrench in the machine of this new world order. He was never supposed to win. It was absolutely positively always supposed to be Killary. And he fucked that up. And I think that that is so fucking beautiful. Yeah. That's like, that's that was how it was supposed to go. It was laid out when GW won against Al Gore. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, there's there's a couple of other clips that I really wanted to bring in to the show uh phone boy had discouraged me but i really think that with the discussion we're having that they're extremely relevant and should be pulled in uh on this particular uh discussion that we're having 
So uh, I'm, I'm going to skip around from where I was going to be and hit you all with something pretty damn awesome here. Under Alex Houston, I was taken to the Caribbean, specifically the U.S. Virgin Islands, the human trafficking operations that were set up there. Now we know that to have been involved with the, the Epstein Island and the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. That's kind of what it evolved to next. Hey, Epstein did not kill himself, damn it. We all know it. Yeah, he just reached the end of usefulness. Like you said, Giselle had to clean up her mess. Yeah. Well, compassion. Compassion for the comrade. Do what? A compassion killing for the comrade. Completely. And, you know, it's also interesting, too, that some of the people who went to Epstein Island, as it's been called, I'm I'm sure that uh, these names will be completely familiar to any No Agenda listener out there when you hear this. So... Among the passengers, former President Bill Clinton and Britain's Prince Andrew. Oh, Billy boy! Billy, Billy, Billy. We knew he was up to some shit. Now we have proof of it. Not that that's a surprise, but it gets better. Tycoon Jeffrey Epstein used the Lolita Express to ferry a bevy of beautiful young women. Among the passengers, former President Bill Clinton and Britain's Prince Andrew. Ooh, we got to double down on that. That's on me. (laughs) That was not supposed to be there. But uh, what? What? Who is that? Oh, wait. (laughs) It was my experience that Bill Clinton is bisexual, leaning far more towards the homosexual end. All I've ever seen him involved in was the homosexual activity um, with very limited experience with him myself, whereas my experience was much more uh, prevalent with Hillary Clinton because Hillary is also uh, bisexual, leaning more towards the homosexual end, and it was she who accessed my sex programming. I love that. I absolutely love that. Because we were literally just talking about the fact that she was supposed to be the next in, that Trump was the monkey wrench in the plan. And with the fact that this is just so in line with the fact she had her dirty little killing mitts in the mix. Rubby paws. That's right. So the fact that this is now, you know, this is coming to light. The, The dirt is surfacing, if you will. And we really, they're not trying to hide it anymore. They just think we're too stupid to see it. Well, and when people do see it, you're actively dismissed and then ostracized and or publicly silenced, right? Like you can't say the emperor has no clothes. Yeah, cancel culture for the win. Right. So they want the... Uh, what do they refer to it? The implied consent of like, oh, we told y'all that this is what we're going to do and nobody actively stood up and said no. Um, but they Yeah, we also, talked about that on the last show even. They also have such a death hold on everybody by compromising your brain for such a long time that like you know the right thing, how to do the right thing. You don't, you don't know that or you don't have the energy reserves to do right thing right or to stand 
next to the person doing right thing because they're both going to go down. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a really shitty war in your own brain. It's a mind game. It's textbook fifth generation warfare where it's not actually active fighting. It's you've broken everybody to not even having not even being sure what to fight and and that's that's the problem when when you're you know you're fighting shadows and you're chasing windmills how do you know what you know what you should really be fighting for and and that's one of the things that i've never understood is like the younger folks they're chasing windmills they're they're worried about shit like oh you know the lyrics to this song are offensive because you know he's he's holding her hostage or whatever with the whole baby it's cold outside song you all are fighting fucking windmills because you don't think that this song is you know what it should be yet over here you have your children being sexualized you yourself are sexualized everything you see in the world has a sexual overtone from some supermodel eating a fucking disgusting fast food hamburger to again, you know, Taylor Swift with her skin tight, uh, jeweled body suit and every little teeny bopper girl that wants to emulate her style. And it's interesting. I think she is truly part of the, MK Ultra that's going on. Uh, again, this goes back to the harmonics. It goes to visual um, subliminal messaging. Because from what I've heard, you know, her shows are a visual spectacle. So what better way? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, you don't get... Well, you have millions of people, like millions upon millions of people who adore her. What are they yeah, called? but Switchies? why? But that's the thing. Why? <clears throat> because they were told to. Yeah. Again, <laughs> like, this is where the subliminal messaging comes in. This is where the, you know, the the hidden mind out? control. Eight? Wait, no. Seven? I, Honey, I have proof that the country music industry is up to no fucking good here. Country music industry was being completely taken over by the CIA for distribution of their cocaine throughout the United States. You don't think that having a super, super, super star, okay, from day one, that this was not a golden boy opportunity or golden girl opportunity, if you will, when she got as huge as she got, uh... In the industry, you know, she started as a country music person. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, in my opinion, they absolutely saw an opportunity because she's going to have all these young, impressionable girls and maybe even some boys who are completely enamored and want to be just like TS. So, of I course... Mean you know, we'll make you a superstar. We will make you rich beyond your wildest dreams. You let us put some shit in your music, put some shit in your show, put whatever. I mean, go to your, go to your bad guy brain, Hampress Emily. You know, I'm not I, wrong on this. Bitch, I hate Taylor Swift. 
I've hated her since she came out. Sitting on a fudge punch thing in the internet. Don't no, ma'am. Shut up. She go to an open mic. Get out of here. Oh my god! I've I almost spit been... coffee on the keyboard. That was beautiful. Yeah. Uh the girl screamed up to me, and the spice girl in me said, "Swerve, get the fuck out of here." Yeah, we don't do one lady shows. Who are you trying to be, Beyonce? <laughs> yeah, Lady Gaga. Right, like you. Well. I, I like Lady Gaga. I'm not going to say shit about that. I think her edgy fuck you opinion on the way she does her show is is pretty badass. I mean, who else is going to cover herself in a fucking meat dress? Like, that is that is some, like, female Marilyn Manson level shit. God don't like ugly, and I ain't one to judge. But the Lady Gaga uh, is faking the funk to the point of costing her her physical health. So she either needs to decide who she's going to be, 100%. We're going to be this nice, sweet lady who talks like a normal person and dresses cozy and is a performer, or are we a performer all the time? Like, she needs to decide. Yeah. She's killing herself. She's done nothing but get sicker, the bigger and crazier and more inauthentic she becomes and that's on that <laughs> that's anyways that's totally fair swifty that, that's an- has always screamed sigh up to me just like brantley gilbert just like jason aldean and he's got the vegas shooting to prove it right oh yeah so <clears throat> to me just like we have the political dynasties that can grow i mean like we have hollywood dynasties actor dynasties like parents grandparents who've been actors or actresses or music performers billy ray cyrus miley uh her brother that i can never remember his name she has a brother metro station the lead singer of metro station no clue miley cyrus's older brother no clue my emos will know all good we know all good uh i can never remember his name though and i always feel so bad um but like Angelina Jolie, her father was an actor. Her mother was an actor. Um, uh, what was she? Ballerina or some shit? Something like, like that. <clears throat> yeah, her her dad is a super fucking famous John Voight. Like, come on. Yeah. So, like, these those autogenic traits and characteristics, they transfer. And Taylor just screamed to me, sigh up, bread to perform. She will be profitable for so many moons. And you know what's interesting? Now we have so I, we I, have mothers and daughters dressing up to go together to see Taylor. I Smith. have seen it. I have because seen Mama's it. Mama's been listening to Swizzle since Swifty stepped out on stage. Yep, I was here before she w- before any of y'all Swifties. Like we weren't even we didn't have a name back then. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's interesting? I think I think the performer that they originally meant for Swifty, how to how to put this, the performer that would have been what Swifty became, I believe, was Leanne Rhymes. But I think at some point she was like, you know what? Fuck no. Because I remember when she was first on scene and everybody was losing their mind over the fact that oh my god, she sounds so much like Patsy Cline. The thing. The thing we are all fucking forgetting 
is that is profitable noise. The music, the songs that have soul, the 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 songs that make you feel something. There is a fucking finite amount of those. Every person who can sing only has so many stories. <laughs> and we don't want to listen to people who don't sing so good. So then we have to compromise and we have to source from writers. And those people, do they have a fucking soul? We don't know. Do they know about the harmonics? Do they work for anybody? Do, are they doing anything funky? We don't know. So as an artist slash performer that Leanne Rhymes was, I think she just realized, like, I can't just say words to a melody and give everybody what they want. Like, it's to actually sing, to write the songs, to perform them. Well, this, that this you is... have to feel it to deliver it. This is why I say <clears throat> the harmonics are getting worse. The, the programming is getting worse because you don't actually have to have talent anymore in order to be a music star. Hello, autotune. You know, Sir Bemrose is constantly bitching and whining about how much he hates autotune. And I honestly don't disagree with him. I think if you have natural talent, you should not need some synthesized in your fucking music to make you fucking sound good. If you need that, step off the fucking mic. I think I have retard ears because it all sounds the same to me. But I also don't know if it's the fact that I know all of this stuff, the harmonics, the lyrics, the people, the messaging, the fucking what you consume becomes you. Like, I don't know if it's that. that my ears are hearing things through but i'm more of a if i'm listening to a song that has lyrics it better be a story like 90s country those are the best stories in under five minutes you're having a bad day go put on some 90s country (laughs) get yourself some little short stories to a melody You'll be feeling fine. And I don't disagree with that. I'm not saying all country music is MKUltra. I'm not saying all country music is mind control and harmonics. But what I am saying is there is a shit ton of it in our current system. And it's just being ate up. It's, I, I hate to make the analogy, but it really is. It's ate like fucking the sugar. The more you consume, oh, yeah. the more you have to consume. You can't stop listening. And it makes me nuts because you just said it. It all sounds the fucking same. And if you see some of these performers, I'm, I guess I'm just getting old because I look at these people and I go, how the fuck are you allowed out of the house Every single day. The way that you look, you look like something that just rolled out of a fucking jail cell. And that's ultimately what the fuck the look and the vibe is. It, and it, we were talking about it in the chat. Confined cozy. Yeah, confined cozy. Exactly. We were talking Saturday night about this musically in the chat and about the fact that music is being crafted to basically make you a criminal now you might know the answer to this side digression real quick is the reason the vinyl thing is making a comeback is like are those tuned properly like are they recorded in old audio numbers like good quality or is this we're just burning cds on vinyl now 
Well, you know, it's interesting with the conversation we're having about harmonics and subliminal messaging. It almost makes me wonder if some of the new vinyl hasn't been encoded, if you will, with it. And that's what I, I'm saying. I, yeah, yeah. That's I don't, kind of my question is, are they vinyl in for the purity or are they vinyl in to compromise the people who are like, I only listen to vinyl because it's recorded on da 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 and it has better quality like are they trying I mean I don't know for to snatch up the vinyl people. Yeah, for for my own vinyl purists and my papa's one of them. Oh okay, I I, I do know it. I do know there's a lot of retro comeback. You know, mm. we're seeing Cabbage Patch Kids and Care Bears and GI Joe. That's all making right. a comeback. And um I mean I, myself and and Phone Boy our personal reason for the whole vinyl thing is it harkens back to that's what we grew up on we grew up listening mm -hmm. to vinyl cds and cassettes and stuff that came those in those were an after yeah, yeah. after the, i mean <clears throat> when i was born eight tracks were music. popular mm -hmm. and through the 80s cassettes got popular you got into the 90s it was the cd craze and everything's just gone digital. It's hard as fuck to find any actual physical media anymore. So I like going to places like McKay's or uh, even Walmart has, uh, although Walmart carries the new vinyl. Yeah. yeah. But me and eBay or McKay's, we as friends, I like me some fucking old vinyl. I don't need this updated colorful shit. Give me my black vinyl with my clicks, pops and white noise. I want the OV. Living in the time capsule that is the Midwest. Free. Oh, God, I'm probably going to regret this. If you are seeking old vinyls, specific old originals, let me know. There's tons of pristine condition stuff out here in the Midwest. These people value things. They. So. That is true. Seeking, if I could find it, get it to you. I will gladly help out. <laughs> it, it's funny because there's we have a lot of people who realize how much we value vinyl and we have i think we're starting on our third crate i i value books because my mother is a reader and a conspiracy theorist and also like a hoarder of sorts treasure collector the we we like to keep the things that should be kept. Exactly. Like, I'm staring at my bookshelf right now, and my top shelf is, like, six gardening or home, like, DIY books that were printed pre-1940. Like, I grabbed them at my library for a dollar because they were about to throw them out. And last summer, I jumped in a school dumpster to save library books that were getting cold. Oh my goodness. I dug books out of a dumpster last summer. No shame in that. It was that. totally worth it. It was totally worth it. There was like six books in there I read that were good. Nice. <laughs> they were they were junior high young adult novels, but it was fun. Hey, you know, we we definitely encourage our listeners to listen to some vinyl. Seek Don't let a corporation knowledge. own your music and definitely read. Reading is knowledge. And they want us to own nothing and be happy. Yeah, fuck Klaus Schwab. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, and but that's having the CD collection, having the vinyl collection, having the books. 
you know, like it's one way to fight back. Like, oh, you know, you can make me rent my phone and internet every month, but like, these are my books. Show up and take them. These are my vinyls. Show up and take them. Yeah. Uh, And I can agree with that. Oh, no, I got kicked off of Apple Music for bad words on Elon's internet. Good thing I got vinyls. Oh, my God. Fuck Elon. When that day comes. I, in the autogenic lens, respect the fuck out of Elon. He comes from a line of fucked up people. And he knows that. And he might be a little tisty, but he uses it to his advantage. He's and his a heart shit. posture. He is a complete his heart shit. posture. As a human being, Listen, he bitch, is a shit. If I had money, I'd be Elon. No, if fuck I had that. money, I'd be Elon. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that, Hempress. You I are can, a good person. I think he is lens. fucking corporate to the core. I cannot stand his fucking double standards. Like, oh, I'm not going to do anything shitty till you put me in the position to, and then I'm going to show you what a complete cocksucker I am. <sighs> Just my opinion, mind you. Listen, I appreciate the way that he fucks around and finds out with corporations, with governments, with other people. Fuck around and take their money. Make them mad. I don't give a shit. It doesn't no, directly I, affect me. I absolutely me. agree. I Tiny House says till he puts Elon's the chip internet. in your brain. Yeah, that's some fucking shit. Come get some, motherfuckers. You know who ain't gonna get a chip? Somebody who Me. can pass the competency test. Ew, and that's it. In Elon's oh world, God, if you can I heal wish. yourself, if you can have some self-responsibility, this is where the tisty thing comes into play. Because, like you and I have talked about off mic, if I could show up, take over your life like a crazy bad guy would, in one week, I'd fix it. I'd fix it. You could fix it too. Anybody could fix it. If I could bad guy brain manipulate anybody... For one whole week, you'd be a different person. I guarantee you would be. But what I can't do is show up and do that to you. Because that's mean. And that's fucked up. And that's not treating you like a human. And that's taking away your free agency. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest reasons I fucking hate Elon. It's because he is all about taking away your free agency. He wants people to be controlled. He is an op himself. I don't think so. And I think that might just be the tist in me. Wanting him to chip everybody so we're all on the same fucking page. I am Jesus I'm, Christ, it's I'm, hard. I'm starting to worry about you, my co-host. You want to repeal the 19, now you want to chip everybody. I'm I'm starting to get Listen, worried. Listen, if y'all can't make good choices and I can't make you make good choices. Dude, the fucking what ones the fuck who are running do? shit can't make good choices, but you don't think they're gonna get chips, do but you? They don't show up every day in your life and tell you what to do. Daddy, government ain't here um, telling y'all what time to get up. What to yeah, eat. they, uh, but they are. Hello, 1984 telescreen. What is the first thing most normal people do when they get up in the morning? They switch on the That's idiot box. That's because they're programmed to. Exactly. Ding, ding. You can ding. stop doing that. You can stop doing that today. I could stop you from doing that by taking your TV away. Taking your phone away. I'm, I'm aware of this, stopped. but again, this comes back to, and, and I love this because to. I'm forever bitching about to. accountability. And the fact people don't want to have accountability. It's easier to be sheep and let the government tell you what to do. You say, oh, they don't tell me what time to get up. They don't tell me this and that. Really? Do you have a job? Are you on the hamster wheel? That is government telling you what time you have to be up. Because in order for you to have that job, 
Okay. You have to be up at a certain time to get that uh, that job at a certain time. It, it Did trickles. the government assign you that job? Does, does the, the company, company show up and force you to work for them? Does the company that you work for pay taxes into said government? It's a fucking workaround. It's still ultimately... So everybody self-employed works for the government? Uh, if you're self-employed, are you still paying taxes? You have to. Ding, ding. You can't be self-employed ding, and ding. not pay taxes. Ding, ding. Yes. Everyone is vicariously... But America is a corporation. So we're all 1099 in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, to some extent, I hear what you're saying. But let Kathy be the reminder that everybody's brainwashed to accept and think that other people control your life. Not disagreeing. Not disagreeing. And it's interesting because not the reality. Yes, you may have a job. Yes, you may have responsibilities. Yes, you may have... Uh, xyz but also do you and like we said back in the beginning do you have those things and do those things because it's a you want a you need a sole purpose or is it i'm following the instructions and i'm just doing what i'm told because if it's a just doing what i'm told situation then yeah of course everybody is the government and everything is bleak and terrible and we're going to lose. No, you are all individuals. You will all have your own little person in your brain running the show, have a meeting with them and say, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. When we wake up in the morning, first thing we're doing is instead of staring at our phone, stand at the window. I see a fox every once in a while in my backyard. I got birds that hang out on my power line my little chickadees fly around. What do you got in your backyard? You probably don't even know. And if you don't have a backyard, somebody might be walking down the street. Somebody, like a light might be flickering just right and it might look really cool. Like, there's things that we could do other than what we are programmed to do. And that's a choice that we have to make. And you have the power to make that choice. Do not think that you're helpless and do not think that you have to uh, just accept it. Like, it could be better. You, you, you no, have I, the power I mean, to do that. I, I totally get that. The, I know. The problem that, um, the problem I think we're running into is that people don't, they, like you said, they don't realize that they can affect their own self that you don't have to be controlled by an entity and it's funny because uh i have another clip that really talks about how deep this mind control has gotten where occultism was used for mind control on and by our military yeah not that that surprises any of us who are no agenda listeners we know the military is 100 percent sewn and bought in even to the point where I had a conversation with a uh, a higher ranking official in the military, and we were talking about the whole acceptance of it used to be don't ask, don't tell. Now you have to let the trans fight on the front line. You're not allowed to say anything or do anything about it. And there's a lot of cis people who are pissed about this because of the fact that wow. they... 
they don't feel comfortable, which I'm not even going to get into it. The timeline is don't ask, don't tell. Well, actually, it's if you are to San Francisco, you go. True. That's that's where you'll be stationed off on the coast. Nobody will bother you. Everybody will know, but nobody has to know. Great. And then it went. Don't ask, don't tell. And then it went. Women can go on the front lines. And then it went, we don't really care. And if you are, now we have to support you. And then it went non-conformings on the front line. When they erase women, the category of women, and or equalize it, everything else must be seen as equal. And the next thing that comes after women being erased and or equalized is the children. The children. The babies. That's the that's the steps. Oh, absolutely. So, okay, I, I want to circle back, looking at our our time piece. Uh, I want to circle back on what we were talking about with the Clintons because there's there's a few more real kicker clips here that I brought in this morning for people to chew on throughout the week. Bill Clinton was being groomed to slip into the office of president because he would do and say what needed to be done. Therefore, it was decided in 1984 that I heard him and George Bush talking at Swiss Villa Amphitheater in in Lampy, Missouri, that when people became disillusioned with Republicans leading them into the new world order, then Bill Clinton as a Democrat would be put into place. You heard two things there. I know you did. You heard New World Order and you heard the fact that it strengthens my statement about the fact your vote does not count. And 1984, again, for those in the back, this happened in 1984. I can tell you 10 years later is when Clinton took office because I was a senior in high school and remember having the conversation with my French professor. So, in 10 years... Well, and I don't know how old he was when he was elected, but yeah, it takes about 10 years to groom somebody to do that. If And, and also, Bill comes from a political dynasty family of uh-huh. his own. Like, his people have been manipulating the sweet, kind people of Arkansas for generations. Yeah. I was um, just there last the, week. I, I can I tell you that... Sunday. When I don't when, know how you could be homicidal coming from there, to be honest. It's beautiful. There's tons of room. There's no like overcrowding issues. Like it's just it didn't make sense to me. But it did make sense why a predatory family like the Clintons would be successful there. They're docile people to try to manage and control. The more docile you are, the easier you are to control. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, we we've just continuously seen more and more shit about the Clintons since he was in office. And the fact that even the people of Arkansas, when he was running for president, they desperately were like, yes, please get him the fuck out of our state. That was their Mm -hmm. opinion of him. Take him off of our hands. Yeah, he was a fucking problem way back then. You could be America's problem now. That's exactly it. To some extent, like anybody who's been in an abusive relationship or like had a crappy childhood, it gets real bad. 
you know, on purpose. Like, they make it extra hard for you. They're, they layer it on. They want you to suffer. And either you succumb to the suffering, you fight back, or you remove yourself. And that's, like, textbook emotional abusive or like any one of the narcissists any of those labels that we've come up with right psychopaths sociopaths like all you know, that it's, stuff it's interesting uh sir Bemrose points out in the chat the same reason californians support newsom for president is because they want to get rid of him i would not be surprised if he has his hand in some of this nefarious shit that we've been talking about well, but, okay, he's another product of a political dynasty. Look at Gabby's mama and daddy. True. It, he's like Nancy Pelosi's nephew or some shit. Uh, yes, I believe like that's that, correct. That man was bred to be a Manchurian candidate, to be some sort of a political leader, some sort of a, a lobbyist, like whatever it was. Like he had a purpose. He wasn't. So it's so it's perfect. If if you follow the model that we're talking about this morning with the Manchurian candidates and all the people who are being put into the presidency to further this new world order, that just fits right the fuck cozy snug in line with the fact that mark my words, put it in the book that we're going to see Newsom in power if this dynamic that we've been talking about is actually what the fuck is going on. And I suspect it is. And, well, and the hope, go ahead. The hope that we can have is all right. Teeny tiny sliver of Emily's laugh. May thirteenth, two thousand twenty-two. I don't know. It's pinned on my Twitter. Um, I sent a man to prison for life for what he did to me as a child. Um, in that process, <laughs> the the everything was filed. 10 years prior it had sat on a shelf it had been p pushed around nobody really had the capacity to deal with it whatever my silver lining was that every single one of my jurors had to survive lockdowns now granted they lived in the god's green state texas so their lockdowns were different however their grandbabies had to do remote school their grandbabies were affected. They saw how that isolation fucked up their babies, whether their own children, their grandchildren, their nieces and nephews. The only thing I had that like really just made me happy is that these people sort of kind of understood, sort of kind of can understand how terrible it could be. And it was only for eight weeks, 12 weeks, a year maybe. And I don't know what it was like in Texas during lockdowns. But, like, however long they dealt with it, it ended. Mine, however, did not. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the, that's the one thing that honestly gives me the most hope in all of this and has me running my mouth on the Internet is that y'all fucking know. Whether you've had a shitty abusive partner, a crappy baby daddy, a baby mama that beat you, some girl that went through your phone or crappy parents and if you had none of that here comes the pandemic here comes forced isolation here comes losing your financial freedom here comes losing your housing here comes not getting to talk to your family and friends and not see other people and that just disgusting isolation funk 
and control funk got on everybody. Yeah, and thankfully, people started waking up. They hated it. Yeah, yeah, right. They realized, like, wait, this is fucked up. Especially when you saw around in your house long enough, you can't. You can only drink so much. You you, and, and you only got so money, so much money. Like you had the time off. You couldn't go nowhere. They closed the beaches. They closed outside. Like, I mean, I didn't listen. I was fucking outside everywhere. I was happy. Happy y'all listened. <laughs> Super shocked to see somebody outside. But, you know, it was it was a collective concentration camp experience that we all very much needed. And a lot of us, we ain't, we ain't about that. And we like our tattoos, but we don't want those kind. But that's the beautiful thing is their whole intent with this pandemic. That's why we call it the scamdemic. Was to break people. Was Yeah. And it did the exact opposite. It literally made people and wake the fuck up and realize they took a look around. They finally pulled their heads out of their haughty. electronics and their asses and went, wait, the government's but fucking also- me? Hold up a second. Let let let's rewind the tape, Bob. And they started looking into this shit. And that's why I think it's so important that we're putting this out there now because people's minds are open. They're receptive to the fact that there's gambling going on here. I'm shocked, shocked, I say. <laughs> yeah. And that's the that's the thing that gives me hope. And I can sense the vibe. Like we're all trying. I can tell when people aren't trying, you know, it shows. And as far as the people I surround myself with or the people I pay attention to, we're all doing the work in front of us. And that is all that is required. I don't want you to go save your town. I don't want you to go save your fucking state. I want you to save your fucking self. Save yourself. Fix yourself. So then... As a fixed person, as a healed person, as a learning and growing, evolving person, you can help others. And that, or you could at least be an example, a living reference of like how maybe to do it. You don't have to seem super approachable because that's asking a lot, but like be presentable, carry yourself like somebody who has their shit kind of together. Use your manners. Extend kindness and grace to the people that you deal with. And you will be met with the same kindness and grace. Or you'll be met with some unhealed shit and you know to steer clear. And shine brighter around that person. I think, however, though, one thing the pandemic did do, and we we had started to see a little bit of it before it hit, and we've really seen it ramp up, has been the whole everybody is just like, I'm going to be in my fields. I have the right to be in my fields. You do not have the right to invade my fields. And if you make my fields uncomfortable, then I'm going to be violent against you. That's one thing I have noticed. And I cannot stand that because we stopped being human beings. We we stopped having the, the pandemic divided our country worse than 9-11 divided our country because 9-11 was supposed to bring our country together. And all it did was hype up a bunch of people like, oh, I want to go join the military that's going to indoctrinate me and turn me into a shitty human being who's fucking broken. And then when I come home, they're going to fucking abandon me. I mean, in the big picture, there is a lot more 
damage that comes from military service. Oh, yeah. Positive. Right. However, when we have now three generations of fatherless children, the structure the military provides is sometimes the only thing that can get somebody from their current position to where they're supposed to be, whether that be a current position of poverty or a current position of located in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and zero opportunities or position of abusive home life, generations of shit. Let me go try to be something. The like the short I don't disagree with that. Four to six years, just enough to have a good foundation. Get up on time. Eat. Move your body. Be accountable. If you fuck up, everybody suffers. Right? Like those kinds of things. Those are good for our young people to have it shouldn't be the government given to them. It should be their fathers. It should be their grandfathers. It should be their mothers. It should be, you know, like, it should be their people. But because of the meddling and the just shittiness of human nature, the military is what it is. And when they see the opportunity, they're going to take it. Absolutely. And I love the fact that our 9-11 chat has actually spawned um, some really good points in our chat about 9-11 worked exactly as planned, said Nam. It brought us the Patriot Act, according to Tiny House, and she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've all heard the jokes, you that know, the was... Patriot Act turning citizens into suspects since 2001. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely the the damn truth. Everybody is being looked at with a side eye except for the motherfuckers who need to be looked at as side eyed you know again the 2.5 mil uh bad guys on this great list that they go oh, we just don't know where they got to sorry to date. uh the yes we got the patriot act we got uh nsa or or no tsa sorry tsa uh so that was, we got government jobs can, uh, made, right? Every fucking TSA agent, they get paid by government monies, not by the airport. That's a, you got to have them there. So we'll pay them. And is it just <laughs> my then, airport or is it all airports where the majority of the people who you say were, see working for TSA are darker persuasion, we'll say? Minorities. Uh, I'll be more PC. Minorities. I see, and now I don't do a whole lot of air travel, um, but when I have, it is <laughs> a few types of people. It is women, most likely single mothers. Um, it is That's why I said minorities, I corrected. Yeah, yeah, minorities, racial minorities, I guess I should say, um, of both genders. Uh, and then... <laughs> The other category that always just cracks me up, and I hope to God I never deal with them because they're always assholes, um, is the ones who couldn't make it through the academy. <laughs> the rent-a-cops. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the ones who couldn't make it through the academy, they somehow are good enough to be managers at TSA. Yeah, so right. that's the hierarchy. Um, but yeah, but that's the thing is like, and the people who have that job... What other federal jobs could they get? They're going to be a mail carrier? <laughs> nah. Some of them don't even carry their asses through the fucking airport. 
They hop on a cart. They pay the little shuttle guy in a coffee every morning to take a ride because their heifer asses can't walk. So of all the federal jobs you could get, that's a good one. And where are airports located? Major cities. Major cities. What do major cities have? Major poverty. Oh, yeah. Major wealth disparities. So you go get a federal job. You get federal benefits. You get federal pay. You get to have authority of these people who get to go fucking travel around, who's got money. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the It's fucking, a total power trip. Yeah, it's, it's what are they, the Mao's red somethings? I don't know, it's commie shit. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And, you know, uh, C. Brooklyn in the chat points out whites are the minorities if you look outside, and he's, he's not wrong. I mean, I, get pissed at me for saying it. But we used to be the majority, now we're the minority. And it's fucking disgusting because we're but allowing that's how it was we're allowing people to shit on us. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it on this one. Okay. I, I find it extremely disrespectful that people of color think it's totally fine to call us whitey and cracker and you know the white man and shit like that but god forbid you use the n-word you call them a black man you call them a darkie you call them whatever now i'm not trying to be racial here okay i have always said very simply i don't give a fuck what color nationality creed race you are if you're a good person you're a good person if you're an asshole you're an asshole and that's how i'm going to judge you Okay, if I'm treating you like shit and you happen to be black, it's because you're a fucking piece of shit, not because you're black. Because if you were white, if you were yellow, if you were red, I don't give a fuck color, race, creed. If you're a good person, you're a good person. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. And I stand behind that. And just in the same ways that we extend kindness and grace to strangers. And if we're not met with it, those people are unhealed. They're broken in some way. Something in their programming makes their coloration negative. So obviously yours has to be positive. So obviously you're the person I have to go after because mine is negative. Right? Like it's. But it's indoctrinated. Here's the problem. It's literally becoming indoctrinated yes. that the young folks are seeing well, us as the fucking enemy. Is. And I think it's unbelievable because you're going to look at a person and just automatically think that that person is the enemy because of the color of their skin. That's wrong. No matter what the fuck you do, this this is absolutely xenophobia in its greatest form because or you have the elders telling the young folks, you know, the, the Indians said the white man is bad. The black man said the white man is bad. Everybody thinks white man bad. But well, that's because there's what eight hundred or so different varieties of white, right? But here's right? here's so what I'm like saying, okay? Other than when you're teaching your children to just automatically see, okay, and 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 I'll I'll name names on this but one, okay? I autogenic? had a person of color, a young person of color, who literally hated me simply because I was white, and I'm like. What the fuck? What are these parents teaching children? You want to talk about intolerance. You don't want to be treated as a, as a lower class citizen, but you're going to treat someone else like a lower class citizen. You have now totally lost the fucking message, bro. Lost the plot. Right. So looking through our special goggles, is that an autogenic response? Is this a learned behavior? Is this a generational cope? 
Is this a generational narrative? Is this the programming from the schools? Is this the programming from mom's corporate jo- mom's federal job that she got at the airport? Yeah, I, because, I mean, I don't know. That's that's you know, one thing that really gets me is that nowadays it, it's just you know. <sighs> Again, circling back to the indoctrination, I really think that it's a lot of this MK Ultra programming that is literally making us fight. It is mm-hmm. pitting man yeah. against man, brother against Absolutely. brother. And that's, and that's the what way they it's want. supposed to work out. Yes. Exactly. Yes. We are supposed to be uh, the identitarian stuff that really moved in with Obama. Um, that was rather unfortunate for all of us because once you become such a very specific individual you then belong with no one right you're not going to find somebody yeah you're not going to find somebody with all of your same boxes ticked to say hey let's start a small group of people a tribe one would say and then we could have a village you know like that that doesn't happen when you're a unique individual snowflake, you just turn into a fucking snowdrift, bitch. And that's and that's ultimately what's happening is you you want to know what happens when this is allowed to occur. Uh, go outside and take a look around. You've got the man buns and flip flops. You've got the, you know, oh, you disrespect fit. You disrespected me when I was in grade school so i'm going to come back with an ak and fucking murder you that's what the fuck you end up with with this now i'm not saying okay and i know you and i have had this conversation behind the mic i i admit i'm not a religious person but i really think that when they took god out of school systems it was a great chunk of decay that occurred because people lost that one thing that they had to hold on to because you right. still and had a lot the, of young folks who were growing up in the church who had the Bible study, who had the morning prayer, who basically had the structure. Now, I've constantly, I've railed against religion. N- not one religion specifically. I mean, save for the fucking pedophile Catholics. But all in all, religion in itself ha- is is a cult. Of in one sense mm-hmm. or another, it, it's a great big indoctrination of if you don't follow the rules of our sky daddy, follow uh, you're leader, gonna burn group assemblies, confession, accountability, shame, follow the leader, group meeting. Like it's a I mean, every week, all in principle, it's wonderful. These mm-hmm. these are values that truly should be instituted in in society. I just think that the way that they go about it with the whole big scary sky daddy, you're going to burn in hell if you don't, uh, you know, follow exactly the way it, it's do as I say, not as I do. That's for damn sure. And that's been a big problem for me since I was a very young child because I've never been. And again, I'm, you know, speaking mostly with the Catholics on this one. I've never agreed with the whole original sin theory. I've never been able to wrap my head around how I just came out of mom's hoo-hoo and automatically I got some funk on me because mom and dad bumped uglies? What the actual fuck, folks? The 
So your point of original sin, I already got funk on me. That's how I felt about vaccines. I was like, wait, this doesn't seem, this doesn't seem like it'll make a sense. Uh, and as far as taking the Pledge of Allegiance and morning prayer out of school, I think the morning prayer going out was the beginnings of the that untethering to the whether it be God, the universe, the original yeah whatever you call that it that we all came from right the the collective um, and in the process of the identitarian bullshit we went through uh, everybody making their list of very specific things they half of them didn't put a higher power in there. So they don't have anything motivating them or guiding them or, um, or a group of people to connect with, right? Like you could be an individual snowflake, but if on that list of snowflakeness, I love Jesus is on there, you're going to find your, yourself in a church house. You're going to find yourself reading your Bible. You're going to find yourself listening to a sermon on YouTube. You're going to find yourself connecting with other people. And that's not isolating. And and that's what gets me. I have absolutely nothing against people who choose to go talk to their sky daddy every Sunday or whatever it is. Okay. And I don't think that you have to give up your individuality to be a part of that. If anything, you're better being an individual as a part of that because you're less likely to be completely brainwashed and indoctrinated. And then and ending up kind of being one of those fucking mega fanatical religious people who are walking down the fucking road carrying a cross on Easter or screaming in your face that, you know, oh, you're burnt. You're going to burn in hell. I mean, holy flying fucking shit. Do these fanatics not realize that you are not following the word of God? You are pissing God off because you are truly is, uh, not following his teachings of loving one another and tolerance. Uh, Jelly Roll recently, his, he was on a, a show and he is talking about how the church and church people have it all fucked up. Jesus hung out. With the poor people. Yes, with he the did. the fucking prostitutes. With the fucking destitutes. With the downtrodden. Like, he flipped tax tables. He fucked some shit up. Because shit was fucked up. He did that because he knew his father sent him to do some business. You're here. Your formulation of cells, the way the atoms have come together, the way the genes have aligned to make you, listener, connoisseur, that is exactly how you're supposed to be, right? Perfect. Wonderful. The things this world does to you is the imperfect parts. You are not Agreed. imperfect. The parts that you can fix, you can get back to perfect. You can. If you do the work on yourself, acknowledge the things that you can, adjust accordingly, constantly seek to readjust and realign, you'll get there. You just have to not fall for the freaking mind wash bullshit of you're special. Because don't get me wrong, you are special. Just not in the new world order, you will own nothing, eat the bugs, special way they made you. Exactly. You hear me? Uh, 100%. And you know, run that back 
and listen to it again so y'all hear me because I think that's the one. I think that's the, I think they get it. <laughs> I I think they do. And and I just wanted to say that um, just because you don't go to Sky Daddy's house to have a conversation with him and sing about how much you love him doesn't mean that you're, you're better not off being by yourself than in the presence of false prophets. Yeah. Just so you know, don't feel bad about not going to a church house. Yeah, not a, not being at all. Surrounded by hypocrites, you get you get smoked down too. Uh, agreed. Proximity is everything. Agreed. And and the thing mm. is that I mean, you know, I'm a huge George Carlin fan, and mm. I I I think it's hilarious because when he deconstructs the Ten Commandments, I mean, he does it in such a really great way that it makes complete sense that. Look, you don't have to be Catholic. You don't have to be religious. This is common sense. Don't fuck other men's wives. Don't fucking steal. Don't kill people. Don't be a shitty human being. It's common fucking sense. This is not something I should have to go spend hours a week in Sky Daddy's house to hear and learn about. This is common sense. This is the shit your mom and dad should have been teaching you when you were growing up. You don't steal from people. You don't hurt other people you don't kill other people just be a decent human being that's all around what the fuck the ten commandments is trying to tell people is just be a good person Mm -hmm. give to the mass what you expect to receive uh we explain it with science by energy not being created or destroyed created or destroyed (laughs) only transferred like right there's all kinds of ways but ultimately, if you, if your intentions are good, if when you go to the store and tell the person to have a nice day and actually mean it, like, you're doing the right thing. If you go to work because going to work means that you can provide a home for your family so that way they can have security rather than, I got to fucking drag my ass in here and go be gone for 17 hours a day, these fucking ungrateful shits, like... That's not it, bud. <laughs> Go find a different way to make money. Right. Or recenter your posture, your heart posture, your intentions to be of a beneficial. Like, I get to do this. I have the opportunity. Like, you kind of have to psych yourself up for some of this stuff. But it's all in the way that you frame it. Again, your programming versus the programming. Right? Like you want to retrain yourself to be open to new things, to be excited about things, to look forward to things, find the joy in it instead of the tingy gray tint that we all have right now. Well, OK, so here's here's something that I'm wondering, and, and it's actually spawned uh, by a comment that we had in our chat I'm wondering why people think religion is so fucking important and why people who don't buy into it are the bad guys or brainwashed. I don't think I can agree with that. I mean, religion touches our lives in pretty much every way. You either been to church at least once in your life. You may have been baptized. um, You know, you definitely see to it. Huh? Yeah. I said most people have proximity Right. religion, right? Like either right. their grandma's got a rosary or prayer candles or an auntie is super into it, always trying to get you go. Like 
there's people have knowledge of it and ultimately communism is the end goal that's the way that we manage people in mass successfully right but in communism there is no religion because the religion is communism yes and the need for religion and or some thread that connects us all is it not like government can't handle that you either have to align yourself to what we want again the prussian school system we wanted soldiers who will soldier not soldiers who will weigh options and think right Point and shoot. just do what you're programmed to do right yes so <clears throat> knowing all that when we look at when we look at it it's going exactly according to plan because now we have mm, i would say my daughter's generation is probably the one that is least religiously like they have the least religious proximity right because a lot of us don't have relationships with our parents most of our grandparents are passed away because they were old when they had our parents um our aunts and uncles are spread a boot and because we don't have a relationship with our parents, we don't have relationships with them. So we don't have cousins around. Um, so it, for them to not have any sort of religion around, they'll be the ones and they are the ones who are eating it up the most and will be most willing to accept communism as the party when it comes time for them to vote. We think, or we could just stop voting altogether because it doesn't matter. Repeal the nineteenth, exactly. Take us out of it. Like it's, I might sound extreme and crazy, but I've been looking at this shit for a minute. I've been no, I don't. Trying to figure I don't think out. that you sound crazy. I'm just, I'm, I'm interested at the difference viewpoints that our connoisseurs have on this particular subject because. I mean, I, like I've said, I admittedly am not going to praise a sky daddy, but I believe there's something bigger than me. You know, I happen to call it the universe. But the fact of the matter is just because I don't go to sky daddy's house every week and talk to him or her or it doesn't mean that I don't live with the same common sense principles of don't fuck other people's husbands, Mm -hmm. don't steal, don't kill, don't be a shitty human being. Yeah, and we, for a long time, I think that that's partly why we refer to America as a Christian nation, because, yes, we may all be different, and yes, not all of us go to Sky Daddy, we believe in the universe, and Madam Karma, and or Buddha, or whatever it is, but we all have that Ten Commandments, these are the rules, this is how we operate, like I, I think that that's that's what we should think of, I guess. And if you are the type of Christian who likes to run their mouths and make others feel bad for how they believe, uh, why don't you go read some scripture? Because I remember one that says y'all get it doubly bad. So remember that. Um, <laughs> but as long as we all can look at each other and believe 
that we all have these like basic 10 rules that we're not going to break, that we're going to operate within, then we can, then that's how we all have the, the national, what do they call it? Uh, nationalism? I don't know. But that's the, that's the thread, right? Like we can, we have our constitution. That should be a good enough thread, <laughs> but it's not. So we'll go to the one before that. And which was the Ten Commandments. And, so it's, and I can respect that. You know, C. Brooklyn says, you know, all those rules stem from Sky Daddy. Um, yes and no. Because if you think about the fact, okay, A, don't fuck somebody else's husband. Well, that'll get your ass kicked if you fuck someone else's husband. Don't steal. That'll get you arrested. Don't kill. That'll get you arrested. Arrested? Um, steal and get your hands chopped off. In some Girl. countries, yes, it does. But my my point is that you could literally argue pretty much a majority of the commandments into common secular life as even if you're not worried about Sky Daddy coming down with thunder and, and you know, everything like that, you need to be worried about the implications of your actions, i.e. if you do something out of line, like you were saying Cause in the military, effect. okay? You fuck yeah. up. Your peers are going to hold you accountable. They're going to whoop your ass because it's going to affect We're not them. Only that, they're all having to get smoked, right? Like everybody gets smoked, and then you get smoked double hard, and then your peers fucking exclude you or bump into you walking through the hallways, or you know, like life's rough for you. If you're a weak link in the chain, toughen up. Exactly. Fucking break and get out of here. I mean, I, I didn't mean for this to take a, a religious turn this morning. And I mean, I'm not sorry that it did. I mean, I, I love the fact that we can have this conversation and basically just, you know, put viewpoints out there, share the viewpoints of our connoisseurs. And like I said, I respect everybody's right to believe and and worship in the way that they want to do so. Whether mm -hmm. they go to Sky Daddy's house or not, whether they even have a Sky Daddy, you know, I'm a live and let live kind of person. I'm not going to shit on you because you call yourself a Christian or a, a Buddhist or a Muslim or whatever it is. Okay. Again, good person, good person, shitty person, shitty person. That, again, yeah, doesn't simple. matter whether you have religion, whether you don't, you know, color, race, creed. But... um it's interesting uh, to circle back to the conversation we uh, have been having for the last couple of weeks on uh, Kathy O'Brien and what she went through. So there's something that No Agenda listeners will be very familiar with when I play this clip. Um, as far as we have been hearing about the whole adrenochrome thing for a good minute now. I would also be introduced into what was the beginning or the foundation of adrenochrome. They would take the blood from tortured individuals and that's what they would drink and get kind of addicted to it or something. I don't, I don't know. I can't relate to the concept of, at all. It was so traumatic for me. But for them, it's something that they literally feed off. Not only do they feed off fear and negativity and trauma, but they also feed off the adrenaline of those who are tortured and ultimately murdered. That is some seriously deep shit right there. I mean, 
John and Adam have been talking about this whole adrenochrome thing and about how the Clintons are, you know, wrapped up in it, which, again, we we just we, we gave you uh, that beautiful gift about Hillary Clinton this morning and the fact that we do know that the Clintons are definitely wrapped up in some sinister bullshit. So this just follows exactly what Adam and John have been saying about adrenochrome, the Clintons, the New World Order. It, it's all here, folks. It, it's all here. Another aspect of it that they used was um, aborted babies. So I was ritually impregnated and aborted numerous times. You remember Adam and John talking about the fact that they're getting it from the babies. There you go. In, in plain English, from someone who lived this, who unwillingly participated in the creation and abortion of babies for the adrenochrome. And also, like, it's the one thing they're fighting tooth and nail to keep, right? Like, we had the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Everybody was mad about that. Yeah. I wasn't because I knew this because I know, like, the reality of it. Not only if we take out – let me move my mic real quick. If we take out the quote-unquote religious aspect of abortion – um, for, you know, we're all about women's health and my body, my choice. Um, how did we get that way? Was that a, a good experience? Was it, I mean, if this is the end result of not having it, that means nobody wanted to pay for their actions. So now we're traumatized, lot T traumatized, because we got knocked up and boy done left us. Assuming it wasn't bad. Assuming it wasn't a bad one. Right. And then we go through this medical procedure, which is medical tiny T trauma. Um, and then your hormones are out of whack. Another medical tiny T trauma. And then you have to mentally process what you just undid. And then you also have to go to work. You got to pay your rent. You got a fucking human this whole time. So that situation in and of itself is a trauma, aside from a human life being ended for bad guys' benefit, even if you're not directly involved in it, the end recipient, that medical waste, goes to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, it makes you wonder how much have these motherfuckers been paying these organizations that do these abortions for those aborted fetuses for that exact purpose. It's just so nefarious. Well, for example, the reason probably why some people are a little butthurt about fed money going to Planned Parenthood is watching my motherfucking tax dollars go to fund procedures where the end result is bad guy juice. Pardon me? No disagreement there. Right? Like, so... But, darling, how many people know that? Seriously, Hempress, how many people fucking know like, that? But when... <laughs> and this is how the system wins. When 
like I started this conversation, if we take the religion out of it and have the non-religious conversation of medical waste and bad guys and adrenochrome, we are called conspiracy theorists and nut jobs, and there's no way you can prove that. But then if we till it stand, fucking comes out like it is, seventy years later, I'm not still saying today. I don't disagree. I absolutely don't disagree. But okay, once again, you know this shit is damning. I'm just saying this is hella damning. If enough people believe this, the people protest in the abortion centers anymore. Don't do it. Don't sit here knowing what you know today, being mad at somebody who has the conviction in their soul to stand there and say this is not good. At me personally. I've said some things to them people. I've walked friends into the building and run interference, and I've done what I've done. But I also initially respected their presence. Their disrespect to my presence. I had to respond to that. I wasn't mad I that agreed. they were there. I was mad that they engaged with me. Now, you sign holders, be better. Just give the look of shame. Jesus Christ, the eyeballs say enough. Just look them up and down, and the Holy Spirit will whisper to them. Just have faith. Shut your mouth. (laughs) No, I Uh, I actually, I I agree with you. And that's Um, like, the the violence, the violence is one of the things that I have the biggest problem with. You know, the, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say I support abortion. Okay. I think in certain circumstances, as a medical necessity, yes, I can understand it. But it should be. And and I've said it. Okay. It should be. as medically Using it, available as liposuction. It in should, my opinion. but the problem is, and I've had this argument with numerous people, when abortion is your go-to birth control because fill in the blanks, that's a fucking problem. That is a problem, but is that the way it was designed? If if the solution to not getting pregnant is to take birth control, that worked. Um, and then if the solution is if you take your birth control and it fails, then you could abort it. That worked. Now they have all the studies and information coming out that birth controls are not really so good for you. you yeah, it fucks your body up hardcore. Right. And so now, instead of doing the old trusted rapid or don't fucking have sex the four days a month you can get pregnant, um we fall back on our provided solution number two. I can't be actively angry at the people who do that because they're only doing it because the opportunity is afforded to them. Right. If there's like a limit, I guess maybe three in your lifetime. After that, we'll have more questions. We'll do a home study. Do we need to intervene? What the fuck's going on with you? Right? Like, that should be a cry for help. That should be I a think, mandatory reported to I think it's somebody. after one. I think it should be after one. This is not a three strikes fucking rule here. You're dealing with life. Life begins at conception. I don't give a fuck. That's where I stand on that. As soon as that egg meets that sperm and the magic of science starts happening, or the magic of nature, right. excuse me, you know. And that's where... So... Planned Parenthood is a mandatory reporter. Anyone under the age of 18 seeking services is supposed to be like they're supposed to have their information forwarded 
to local authorities as a maybe look into that, right? Like it's a mandatory reporter. Um, and even if it is just the limit of one, like they're already not doing the one job that they have. The one job that they have is to forward reports to local authorities of minors seeking these services. And if they would have done that, like there would be a whole lot more cases of Kathy's being brought to light. Like it's it the fact that it's a ritual thing, the fact that we know that these are generational traumas, the fact that we know that these types of things start at birth sometimes, right? Like so all of these safeguards that have been put in place, the uh, all of the mandatory reporting, um it only works if people do their freaking job. <laughs> And if their job is to be of the hive mind, a woman's body, her choice, um, and also of the hive mind of uh, Parenthood being ultimately, uh, what's her name's eugenics program, um, and then also you figure any of their own lived experience, you, the system almost needs to not exist because it is too corruptible. But to not have a medical procedure available to those who need it is a bigger recipe for disaster. However, it would also shed light on the problem faster. I don't know. I think this is what we would refer to as a catch-22. Margaret Sanger, that's the lady. Thank you, Tiny. Nah. All right, let me read some of these, because uh, my filibuster brain isn't working. I'm sure what to before someone was out of here. Yeah, see, so I have a lot of opinions on this. Um, ultimately, they should be available. It should be a lot more structured than it is now in terms of you should have some sort of like a therapy session prior to. Like, and not really like a therapy session because therapy's garbage, but you should have some sort of a little work, worksheet, I don't know, workshop maybe that you go to, to learn how to process your emotions, what to expect, uh, how to deal with grief, how to uh, not find yourself in this situation again, maybe, um, you know, prior to, right? And then we have the medical procedure happen, and then... Instead of it being medical waste, um, the payment for your procedure could be uh, now cremation services or some sort of a funeral service, whatever it needs to be to ensure nobody gets the medical waste. Nobody gets the benefit of your medical waste, right? Like that's ultimately in my perfect world is how that would play out however that's really expensive very intrusive and then probably nobody would want to have them uh because it would be too real it would be too too much to process so after that then we'd have quote-unquote aftercare right maybe a couple more therapy sessions maybe set you up with an OBGYN. maybe set you up in some sort of a workshop about uh anatomy and your menstrual cycle and empower you to understand 
what it's like to have a woman body and the fact that you can only get pregnant three to four days a month. So just don't fuck on those three to four days a month. And also prior to and afterwards, this is how your hormones will affect you. And also because your body was just pregnant, you're going to have some lingering pregnancy hormones. And also here's how we're going to deal with the grief and the guilt and any of the other feelings that might come up with with this entire process, right? Like we need to actually provide medical care if it's going to be a medical procedure. This isn't a dental cleaning. This isn't a fucking stitches because I cut my arm. Like this is a legit medical procedure that not only affects your physical body, it chemical imbalances happen, right? You go from the same the same rigmarole that women go through that have miscarriages is the same rigmarole forced abortions have or not even forced abortions chosen abortions right like forced pregnancy endings however it happens the body responds the same so in all of our infinite restroom and medical advancements all we're doing is traumatizing and already probably traumatized person because in my experience it's not usually your well-adjusted friend who was raised by both her parents that you're taken to the clinic like it's just not it's not a textbook leave it to beaver life experience there's usually something that leads to the promiscuous behavior or leads to the ignorance of not knowing how their body works or that it even has processes. Like if you're, if you're not aware of these things, then you become susceptible to the systems that are in place that have been manipulated, that have their own plans that will further compromise you from doing and going where you're supposed to go. Oh, it's like, you know, the, uh, if you're if you're poor, they want to keep you poor. It's another example of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the sometimes the lure of it, I guess, is like if you're already poor and drowning, who who are you to have the audacity to bring somebody else into this that's just going to drown and be poor? So then it's we've that's created a, really a problem good point. and now we're providing you a solution, right? And it's not any further than... Uh, world's a shitty place and we've got a bunch of bad guys out here doing a bunch of bad guy shit. Uh, let's clean up some of our messes before they get out of hand. Well, you know, it, and, and this is interesting. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this. It's kind of oxymoronic because you would think that they would need all these dead babies. So why not legalize abortion? The only thing I can think of, of why not to is because the religious faction i.e. the Vatican, has a very strong hold on the government of every world, or not every world, but <laughs> every country. Um, and because their stance is so strong, I mean, we know, we've talked about the fact that the Vatican and the upper echelon there have their grubby little mitts in the whole um in, in the whole pedo circle, you know, we, we talked last week about cardinal law 
And he was at the very heart of the scandal in 2001 that broke open the pedophilia running rampant among the priests in the Catholic Church. And, you know, as I outrageously said last week, you know, he was proven to have known that these priests were abusing the children. He did nothing about it. And instead of being reprimanded by the holiest of holy, the Vatican, to say, you're a bad person, you do not represent the values that the Catholic religion and the Catholic Church wants, you're out of here. No, they promoted this fucking pedophile loving piece of shit. That blew my mind. It really did. And you know, there's another pedophile that we need to highlight this morning. Because if we're going to bust the door down, we're going to take it off the fucking hinges. George Bush was one of the biggest promoters of pedophilia that ever was. He put so many of our judges in positions where they had to comply with turning abused children back to the abusers. And also for beginning to have foster care systems and our mental health systems and and everything else infiltrated with um, perpetuating MK Ultra mind control. And this is the leaders of our free world. These are the people who we, finger quotes, elected to run this country. It's everywhere. It's rampant. And if we don't do something about it, if we don't stand up and protect our children and say no, you're not going to indoctrinate my little angel with your MK Ultra. You're not going to turn my child into a target to be sex trafficked because their little mind has been broken. I absolutely will not stand for this. We need to stand up. We need to protect our children at all costs. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? So, I mean, what's what's your thoughts uh, on this? You have a child younger than mine. I only am immediately taken back to pandemic internet censorship and the absolute buffoonery and clowning that happened. Uh, I guess dismissive. Ultimately, people were just being very dismissive um, and calling the save the children thing a Q theory and da, 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 da. like it was the the idea is good. We do need to save our children. We need to protect our children. And at any cost, whatever that means, any physical level of discomfort or uh, time, like I don't have time, like you could find it. You made this person, like, if you're, if you're a compassionate human being, you should look at your child and not want them to have to be forced into a classroom with other children to listen to people who are only following the teachers' union's guides, which are following the indoctrination process, which comes from the colleges, which comes from the federal government. Like, if... Trickle-down effect. I don't know why we would want that. Yeah, I don't know why we would want that for our children. We live in the neighborhoods because they're safe. We bought the house because it was in the good neighborhood. We buy the organic groceries because of the no pesticides. We make them drink out of glass bottles. Like, we do all these other things to protect our children and mitigate risk. 
the last thing we need to do to genuinely eliminate 97% of the risk is to get them out of these people's hands. And by these people, I mean people not of your flesh. If it ain't grandma helping with school or auntie helping with school or you doing it yourself, you're running a risk of somebody else meddling with your child. Whether that be on the social level, they're going to start having mannerisms and behaviors and boundaries of the other people. As for me and my house, that's a mentality we have to have is, is the as for me and my house. We, we have to take the responsibility of saving our children more serious. I it's agree more, completely. It's more detrimental to our children to go to public school than for them to eat non-organic vegetables. That's just the end of. If you're looking away for, to save money to be able to homeschool your kids, stop buying organic. That's There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that I theory. I mean, just, it's, it's one of those things where, like, we, we do all of these things, but the one most direct cut the head off of the snake, albeit hardest option, we never do that. And we need to start, even though it's hard, we got to do it. It's hard now. It, it, it's to, going to, to be worse. choosing the hard. Yeah, and it's it, only going to get worse. Yeah. If none of us choose the hard thing to do to make it easier, to make it better. And I mean, I understand hard... some people have limitations in what they're able to do, but do the best that you can. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. If you're not able to homeschool, at least be really involved in what your kids are doing in Very school. Right. Know yeah. what the teachers are doing. Know what your children are doing. Ask questions. This is another reason why I'm a big proponent of dinner time needs to be at the table as a family. No electronics, mm -hmm. no distractions, just face-to-face, -face, communicate with your family, know what's going on with your kids. Because the first line of defense in protecting your children is you as their parent. And if the very, if the only thing that you can do is sit around a dinner table with them to connect once a day to know what did you learn at school, how was your day, whatever it happens to be, put in the effort because you will be rewarded in the future because you won't be that parent whose kid is on a milk carton. And I know I'm dating myself with that comment, but you won't be the one whose Amber Alert gets put out. You won't be the family that has that heartbreak of the knock on the door that they found your child and the horrible things that this child had endured. You know, God willing, if you're keeping your eyes on your kid, then somebody can't snatch them right out from under your nose if you're really paying attention. And I may not mean that metaphorically. I mean, I may not mean that literally. I may be using it metaphorically, but it's still the same message. Be present in your children's lives. Do not let them slip through the cracks. You have the ability. I don't accept the word can't. When someone says to me, I can't, what I hear is I'm not willing to put in the work. I don't want mm -hmm. to. I don't and that's try. a problem when you're talking about being present in your children's lives. You had these children. You committed that for 18 years or more that you are going to be in this person's life, affecting this person's life. And you want to do that the best way that you can. 
And I agree with you, Hempress Emily, about the fact that we are all scratch and dent broken, but we don't have to pass that scratch and dent broken onto our children. We can make sure that they arrive intact and stay intact. It takes yeah, because they're going to get they're going to get their own. They're going to get their they're going to get their own scratch and dents. No matter how much we bubble wrap them, no matter how t- high we make the tower, they're going to like some kid's going to be mean to them. Some teacher is not going to give them the A plus when they really deserved it. Like they're going to have that, their own stuff to deal with. But here's the thing with the some kid isn't always going to be nice to them. Some teacher is not always going to give them the A plus. You have to balance that with teaching them that, that not everyone okay. is a nice person. Sometimes people right. are shitty. If you yep. don't earn it, you're not going to be handed that A+. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that need to be taught to the children and the youth of America. And I feel like by just giving these little shit goblins participation trophies, that's not teaching them if you want something, you need to work for it. That's, I showed up, I should be rewarded. That's why the fuck we have I, what we have in our workforce right now. The I don't want to work or why do I have to show up? Uh, you only pay me when I show up. So why is this a problem? Well, it's a fucking problem because I rely, I hired you to show up every single day like you're supposed to so that my business can run. If you cannot agree to that verbal contract, then we terminate our our, our relationship. And I think more employers need to take that stance because at some point, okay, government titty is going to run dry. And then what are you going to do? I mean, that that's well, just my old antiquated, you know, Gen X fart idea. I, I viewed the participation trophies as the paycheck, right? Like that was, that was your reward for showing up every week. Like, if you go to work, yes, every I week, agree you with you. Check. I, right. I agree. Kind of I show up, though. I get paid. That's my reward. Yeah. It, it kind of backfired, though, because even the kids who only came to like one or two practices in the eight week season got the same trophy. So that translates to as an adult, I'm scheduled five days. I really don't want to work three. I'm calling out two. So it. But that's backfired. not how the world world works. And you know, as well no. as I do. But that was a I view it as a. An allowance of sorts. It's okay. a training, a, mod- a behavior modification, some sort of a thing to incentivize to get them to understand that, like, being a part of a team and showing up to practice every week and going to the game is the same as going to work, being on my shift, making sure we hit our projections, right? Like, that's that's the transferable knowledge of being a part of a team. Okay, I'll That's I'll add a different kids in sports. I'll add a different element to it. The everybody makes the team element. That I think is more of the direction that I was attempting to head in my in in my basic frame of you need to teach kids that you have to work for what you want and that sometimes life will give you a disappointment and that you need to power through that disappointment. I mean, mm-hmm. There needs but to be into the what game. We know. Yeah, we can only teach what we know. Like, not very many parents of millennials when the trophies came out. Um, not very many parents of millennials are good at their own emotional re- re- regulation or have even enough emotional intelligence to process their own stuff. 
like when they do poorly at work, they try harder forever at a dead end job instead of realizing this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Let me go where I'm supposed to be. Like it's, they, they can only teach you what they know. And at that point, I think they're, the thought process behind it was what I know is if I show up, I get a paycheck and that's how it goes. So if you do this sport and you show up, your reward is a trophy win or lose because whether you do a good job at work or not, you still get paid for the time you're there. Like okay. you have to keep incentivizing work to the newer generations because at some point we all realize it's a little bit of a scam and we don't really have to work. The problem is we just are what forced to work. The problem we run into, however, okay, is that we now have a society where automation and artificial intelligence is taking over for human beings because nobody wants to take those jobs. Well, what happens when automation and artificial intelligence takes all the fucking jobs and where are you supposed to make the money? This is where the government control well, comes in. You're literally money. feeding the monster that you're trying to cut the head off of because by making it where you don't want to work or whatever, uh, they're just going to replace you with a machine. And then at the end of the day, you're out of work. You have no money. How are you going to survive? You're going to be more dependent upon the government because that's the only way that you're going to get your rations, your food, I your think that whatever. That's a, I think that that's a brainwashed programming mindset spiral. Like that's, I mean, yeah, I suppose all of those things are true. But the reality of it is you can grind for six months, stack a bunch of cash, buy a chunk of woods in Montana, put a tiny house on it, and go mind your fucking business with a cow or two and a field where you can grow your own vegetables. Make sure you have enough money to pay the taxes on the property, which is bullshit, by the way. Absolute bullshit. But then... That gives you the time to, I don't know, do some woodworking, maybe be a hunter and get good at taxidermying, maybe tinker around with some old shit and become a decent mechanic. And there isn't a decent mechanic in 75 miles because you're in Montana. Now you're valuable to the eight people around you. So, you know what I mean? Like we can all build the fucking walls and stack the coffee tables, as Kanye says. Or we can step back and say, I'm the captain of my own motherfucking ship, and I will go where I want to go, not where the wind takes me, not where I'm supposed to go. Embrace your inner adventurer, your, the, <laughs> the people that survived to make you didn't do what you're doing. Like, they didn't sit in one place and suck off of corporate teat and, like, none of that shit happened. So it's within you to exactly. go out and get your own. No, you I, I fully agree. Do it. But it's hard. And it's not comfy. And it's against the grain. And ugh. But you know what? But, you know, the people who are listening, the people who are listening to this show, okay, and the ones who listen to No Agenda and the ones who listen to The Lotus Effect, they get it. Okay, the ones that are listening yeah. to behind the schemes and things like that, 
They're the ones, and, and all the rest, they get it. They are the ones who are doing the homesteading, the homeschooling, the not going to conform to the government's bullshit. There is another way. Those are the We're people. Even, Those are our people. You, I, my favorites are the ones who are like, I see the game, through the game, and I'm going to win this bitch. I will exactly. walk the line... But I'm still going to be me, but I'm going to take your money, right? Like the people who just show up, do their job and go home and are an entire person outside of like their work identity. You know what I mean? Like I, the people who find the loopholes and exploit the system to the best of their advantage, like do more of that. That's what the quote, that's what the bad guys do. They exploit the system, which is us. So flip it. Exactly. Start asking for the raise. Start looking at different jobs. Update your LinkedIn. You'd be surprised. Some Somebody might call you with a job offer and say, we'll pay to move you. Don't worry about that. Like, it's people and companies need people to work for them. And you have to be the type of person, which our connoisseurs are, who are either going to say, I'm not playing this game, or I'm going to use every loophole and cheat code I know to exploit the system the best I can, and then go out and live my normal life. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, I, I really think that those those are the ones who are, you know, winning the game, are the ones who have figured out the cheat codes, and they're going to stuff it up the asses of the overlords. And I think we need more of those people. And your own cheat codes are, and I was this person. I'm going to punch old me in the face. I can't use my vacation days because then somebody else would have to use an extra day. And that's not fair to make them work one extra day so I can have one day off. So I'll just bank my vacation. Stop doing that shit. Yeah, really? Stop. No, that's enough. If you have vacation time, take it. If you have time off be off oh like, my god i can't tell you for yourself i can't tell you how many times i've had that conversation with phone boy where he didn't take vacation before he and i got together this is the most amount of vacation this man's ever taken is since he and i have been together and i tell him very simply when you are on vacation when you are not scheduled to work do not look at anything involved with work, do not pick up your tech because that job does not own you. I understand it provides us a good living and, and pays the bills and keeps the extortion shekels flowing to the ex Attila the cunt. However, yeah, uh, you need some you unplugged from it time. And I'm always advocating to him for that. And I can assure you, um, ever since I changed my way of thinking and got with him and started school like I never thought I could go to college I was like nope I'm one of those always gonna be the nine to fiver stuck as a cog in the machine and being with him and seeing that you know what okay you threw this roadblock up at me that I can't get the financial aid because I'm not willing to jump through your hoops that I've already jumped through once and it wasn't good enough for you. Uh, 
the fact I can pay for it myself, I can do it at my own pace, like piece by piece, this is presenting the picture of why I say just because you're down, just because maybe life shit on you when you first came into the world. Okay. It doesn't mean you have to be under that crust the entire, the entirety of your life. You can better yourself. You can be better. You can be more. And one of the, the ways language. that I am using my own cheat code and, uh, you know, fixing me is I'm no longer allowing myself to have to be bent to the will of the man for the finance. I will afford my own school. I will get to where I want to get on my own time schedule without some governing body being oppressive to me. I mean, yes, right now I have to eat shit by being a, a rideshare driver, but it makes it where I can pay the bills so that I can continue to get up out of the pit that I was born into, essentially. The... I lost my train of thought. I mean, I know Dang. that... We're... Do what? I was trying to remember what I was going to say when you were speaking. Oh, damn it. This is why we don't troll room and show. <laughs> Uh, uh, go ahead. It's gone. <laughs> it's all it's derailed. Call it's, the Norfolk Southern. It's all good. I was actually, uh, I was going to ask you your, uh, your closing thoughts on, uh, just what you want the listeners to know going into this week. Uh, any inspirational insights? Oh, well, it's a full moon. So you should be wrapping up anything you started this month. Um, you should also expect other people to know it's a full moon and be acting a fool. So stay strapped or get clapped. Um, and I don't know, I guess like just take some time in your car alone instead of listening to the same song and repeat. And just have a little chit chat with yourself. <laughs> Check in. See how you're doing see what you need do you need a little bit more sleep this week do you need to hydrate like myself i'm dehydrated as fuck because <laughs> we went camping all last week and who drinks water when you're camping that's silly you just drink beer uh well yeah i mean it's just expected yeah um just check in with yourself find out how you are doing what you need meet your needs so you can meet others' needs. Yeah, put on your own uh, oxygen mask for sure. Yeah. And with the full moon, extend kindness and grace to every little shit stain you got to deal with for the next two or three days. It'll be fun. That's right. Find your inner peace. Be good. Uh, play with your inner child, just not in a pedophilic way. Um, you know, at, at least once throughout the week. Just take some you time or take a little bit every day to just kind of check, like Hempress Emily was saying, check in with yourself. And I, I think she remembered. So we're going to let her. I did. I remembered. Yes. It hit me like a lightning bolt. The language, the phoenix speaking to herself. I can't get a college degree. No, girl, you can't go to Walmart and buy it off the shelf. Right? Like that's, we can't do that. You can't just get a degree. But when... You step back, and you got some guidance and a little feedback. You saw that getting the degree is a series of steps. It's a, it's a process. 
right? And we broke it down. And then we looked at it. And we said, piece by piece, this is doable. So whatever whatever your connoisseur, whatever your I can't have, I can't get, no, bitch, you can't. Let's not be dumb. We can't. How do we get that, though? What does it take to get that? And when we change the language of it, and we look at it, and we break it down into the steps, then our brains can get on board with the idea of getting a degree. Because if we do the process, the end result, we get. Absolutely. 100% agree. Reframe some stuff. Y'all know what you got to deal with. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, truly. When I started this journey uh, roughly two years ago with Phone Boy, and, and it's funny because we were having a smoke session in the bedroom last night actually talking about this. We have a game that we play called the I Love Game. So basically, you sit with your partner, and anyone can do it, and you tell them something that you love, like... I love that we get to do a podcast every Saturday at 4 p.m. We call it the Lotus Effect. I love that I get to hang out with you, my friend Hempress Emily M, on Coffee and Chronic at 7 a.m. Monday morning. And we bring the hard-hitting truth to our connoisseurs about the nefariousness going on around us. You know, but it, it can be anything. You know, that's just a couple of examples of, you know sitting there and and playing the I love game, just find something that you can tell your partner, your friend, whatever, to make them, you know, aware of where you're at. You know, I love that we can sit and have a smoke sesh. You know, that's an I love game answer. I love that you get up early to hang out with me on Monday mornings and talk on the internet. I love love that that you you said yes to doing this. Hey, I, like I said last week about Jordan Peterson, People don't like to see you in process, and it doesn't work out good for you. Like, they can't see you kind of crumbling and putting yourself back together and take you seriously. And I don't blame people for that. I myself have a hard time trusting people in process, but um, I'm put back together enough. It's time to grow up and speak with our whole chest. So Yeah, and honestly... I think I can respect someone who is putting themselves back together because they realized they were broken and they needed to fix some shit. I could be Ian Crossland, guys. Like our <laughs> timelines, our timelines are real close together. Like he went deep into YouTube blogging when I was tiptoeing and feeling like this is dumb. Should not do this. The internet is forever. Let me back out. He didn't. So I could be that guy, but I'm not. I'm me. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I've i met plenty of millennials and the fact that in technicality, I'm probably old enough to be your mom. The fact we can sit and have these conversations and they're not shallow conversations. They have a lot of depth. They have a lot of meaning, and I think that we are really getting a fantastic message across to the connoisseurs who are willing and able to get up at this ungodly hour of the morning to join us for Coffee and Chronic and hear the message that we are trying to get out there to the world. And I hope it encourages more cross-generational conversations. Yes. Because for too long, we have 
specifically women. We have been too competitive to be sisterly to each other. So for whatever reason, social programming. Um, but that's an insecurity. We, and when you're not able is, to a, lift up yeah. your sister next to you, right? that's an insecurity. What is it about that person as, that you are threatened by? Right, right. Or at least see her as a sister, right? Like, right. I might not agree with everything you say, bitch, but you know what it's like to be period tired. You know what it's like to want to rip somebody's face off because for the 17th time, you're the one changing the toilet roll. Like, there's just things women know that nobody else gets. Yeah, we we women know the struggles of being moms, if we are moms. We know the struggles of being daughters. Yep. We have unique challenges that, not to discount men, but they have have different challenges at at times. Y'all have your... Your, well, now, your unions and shit, but your your fraternal orders, your motorcycle clubs, your fishing clubs, like, you guys have your male camaraderie groups, and that benefits y'all. Nobody, there was never any amount of competition amongst the men that has separated them. I, I find that endearing. Like, good on y'all. Um, but yeah, and as I- for women, yeah, we have to... We got to embrace each other a little bit more in that, like, we're struggling together. The suffragette movement without us voting. (laughs) Right. And I think that the more shows that we have that are women oriented, uh, women founded like ours, uh, like Homegrown Hits with Dame DeLorean and Mary Kay Ultra, I think that we need more of these wonderful female led podcasts Because we need to get our voices out there. We have things that are unique to us that other women need to know. They are not the only ones going through what they're going through. And the fact that we can take powerful women like Kathy O'Brien and tell her story week after week in segments, in clips, and get the information out there that you are being manipulated and you've been being manipulated for many years the stuff that we hear adam and john talking about on no agenda it's kind of like it's scratching the surface of a larger underlying cesspool that needs to see the light of day this information needs to come out and it needs to come out hard and for the people who like john and adam no agenda nation kathy o'brien countless other women and men who have survived that type of abuse and programming and everything like that we owe it to them to validate whether that just be yes that happened like we have to acknowledge it and we're in that acknowledging phase right now where we're we've finally seen it we're like oh wait (laughs) all of us are seeing this we all okay cool so now what do we we got to name it something we got to we got to do something with it and that's where we're at and yeah for too long this shit has been hidden in a closet it's been buried deep and they did not want it to be found and it's now 
starting to seep its way to the surface and we mm-hmm. need to dig like never before Got to uncover the truth a little deeper watch camp god damn it disney they could have stopped at princess and the frog they should have you are too funny i know mama odie so I, I think uh, I think we've pretty much dug as deep as uh, as we're gonna dig today. I mean we're we're tapping the three hour marker, and uh, I'm pretty sure that our wonderful connoisseurs need to uh, cash their bowls and wash their cups and go out and uh, make that. That's right. Go out, make that money, make a difference in the world. And we will see you all back here Monday morning, 7 a.m. Central for another wonderful episode of Coffee and Chronic. And of course, I have been Phoenix. And I've been Hempress Emily M. And we will see you all next week. Don't forget, tune in 8 p.m. Friday for Rideshare Radio. And then if that's not enough shenanigans, you can tune in 4 p.m. Central on Saturday for The Lotus Effect, followed directly after by Studio 33, the latest after party in the Fediverse. We'll see you all then. Bye. Bye.